0: Welcome, friends, to Tanked Up, the podcast about video games and beer. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, here with, oh, a returning Lucy.
1: Hello. Ben.
0: Hey. And a- another returner. We're joined again by Adam. Yes. Hello. I'm here. Hey. <laughs> I remembered where the podcast suite was. It's my of room. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. You have moved. You've moved slightly since we recorded last.
2: Yeah, I've. Got new furniture and stuff so I've rearranged everything oh, yes. so now you can see my beautiful uh, art on my wall here. Mm-hmm. My Witcher signs yep. uh, that I stenciled essentially in but painted myself so nice. I'm very proud yes. of them. They've been on the wall for a while now but couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't get them into frame without the rest of my room before <laughs> just because
0: yeah. of the way the furniture and that was laid
2: out so this is much nicer.
0: Good. Yeah. Good. I, I assume over time you'll have a, you know, a big Geralt coming in from one side and a series sort of arcing over the top a, a roach poking his head in awkwardly somewhere, upside yeah. down perhaps
2: So I want to get like uh, some art or something because there's a big space underneath as you can mm-hmm. see there and um, there's just there hasn't been anything that quite fits with what I want for it yet. That's fair yeah. Absolutely. I looked at like disc and stuff like that and most of mm. them are they're vertical and not horizontal most of the horizontal ones are, like, yeah. uh, concept arts that just don't... They're very nice, but they just don't quite fit with mm-hmm. what I want for, for it. Okay. Just, sure. Very much just scrolling through stuff going, hmm, no, hmm, no. Those are very That's nice, fair. but no. <laughs> not, mm. not what I'm wanting. So eventually, yeah, if I, one day I'll find what I want.
0: <laughs> I I always feel like I want a slightly wider shot just to get in, you know, and just another foot on either side, because I've got a couple of... Um, Star Wars pictures up there, which I'd oh, like yeah. on either side of the, the shelves, but um, without it being a little bit wider, mm-hmm. that you just see sort of you know they they'll be cropped. And you only see sort of half of them. The the yeah. you know, the problems we have as <laughs> as live streamer human people you know, yeah. and these kinds of things. Let's kick into some drinks um, For this week Uh, Lucy, I know you have been off the beers Recently Um, Are you drinking tonight Or are you you having another quiet evening
3: Quiet evening expect me to have a few quiet evenings in the future Mm
0: -hmm. No, that's fair That's fair, absolutely Uh, um, When you're, you know You've had a A bit of a bad head, I suppose Uh, To not get too deep into it just migraine Um, so
3: yeah yeah, definitely makes you can never tell what the cause is
1: but Mm.
3: to add to fogginess (laughs) is just by drinking is uh, not not ideal so yeah that's fair gonna be off it for a few weeks yeah
0: good good we'll see
3: we'll see yeah
1: well as long as it helps you feel as long as it
0: helps you feel better that's all that matters isn't it yeah yeah um adam uh, is it is it the regular Pepsi tonight? Is it the Dr Pepper yeah. this evening? You, what, what are you gracing us with? you notice that this is a very different kind Whoa. of glass.
2: Whoa. Yeah. That is very yeah. nice. Very special because I have a whiskey <laughs> to drink. Mm. I, I've not been a whiskey drinker in the past, but I was recommended this one. It's a very nice uh, Aberfeldy, oh, okay. 12 years, mm-hmm. from Perthshire. Yeah, um, I was recommended that as a, you know, a relatively nice kind of beginner whiskey of. This is a nice one, that's not too ridiculously expensive to start with. Um, oh, read the flavor text stuff because that's mm-hmm. what I've got. So it's mellowed for twelve years in handmade oak casks. This smooth, sweet dram offers rich rewards for those who like to dig deeper. We love a fair bit. Be- oh, sorry. We lose a fair bit to the angels, though. Almost a third of every cask has disappeared into the ether before we're ready to bottle. Oh. Is that the... That might not be the right bit I've read. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on. (laughs) There was definitely flavour text somewhere. Hang on. See, I was very professional and looked at it ahead of time, and now I've completely lost Mm -hmm. track of where (laughs) I'm... That was some some flavour text, but not really about... uh, (laughs) the drink itself
0: oh. crack crack it open and see if it see if you can find it once you're uh, once you're all poured up what are you, what are you drinking it with are you are just having it neat a little bit of ice maybe a bit of water
2: uh, I'm just going to have it neat again mm-hmm. I consulted with my good friend who actually works at the distillery um, oh nice uh, okay about his recommended best ways of doing it and obviously the, the main thing is you know you try out some stuff and you find what works for you but he recommended yes. you just to have it neat to begin with Mhm. yeah uh, his idea was there, yeah, there you go. Nice in the bottle. Mm. It's very lovely. It looks very nice. Yeah. It's a nice color to mm. it. Yeah, he recommended, you know, to avoid ice because it kinda of dulls the flavours when you chill it in any yeah. way. But you know, a couple of it's a so couple of drops ice, of water. Yeah, a couple of drops of water is also what a lot of people recommend doing, but I just thought I, I would hedge my bets on this and just have it neat. <laughs> Instead of going, yeah, I've had this much whiskey and this much water. <laughs> Which is maybe what might have happened otherwise. So I'm we'll poor and I'll let you chat about your beer. Uh, Perfect. I, I assume you have a beer.
0: <laughs> I do. I have got uh, two beers. Uh, I went away um, for a few days and um, when I generally go down to uh, Exmouth to to hang out down there for a couple of days, um, we end up uh, at the farm shop, and in the farm shop there's lots of sort of more local beers. One that I found um, was I, I've drunk a few sort of beers from Utopian over the last couple of days and and, and some other places, uh, but one I found was I, I think it's a Verdant beer, um, the okay. Seedful Project release number three, but it's brewed with Utopian. It's a dry, hot, unfiltered New Zealand Pilsner at four point eight percent. Does have a little bit of flavour text. Um, a series of releases exclusively across Cornwall and Devon. Small batch brews that will allow us to create, experiment, and dabble in beers that we would like to see in pubs across the far southwest. Uh, it's got Nelson Sovon in the hot side and in the cold side Nelson Sovon and Riwaka, Riwaka, Riwaka. One of those. I haven't heard of that, uh, or or if I have, uh, not of note uh, yet. So we will see what this is like. But yeah, starting light with a little Pilsner. As it's been that kind of weather for the last few days-ish. Not not today.
3: It's been despicable all week. (laughs) (laughs) This is stout weather. Birmingham's just been grey. It has, yeah. That was
0: nice. It's, um, it was nice down in down in Devon. I got a little bit burnt. Um, it's, it's turned to the, you know, I look quite red on the camera, but it's turned to my usual dirty, sort of yellowy brown tan that I go. Um, so <laughs> it did, did something to me. It's
3: olive. It's called olive. Olive, then. exactly.
0: Yes. As I, as I say to Kim, I'm like a golden god. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not that I think there's any kind of Greek in me or anything like that, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, one day I may find out. We'll, we'll see. Uh, Adam, yeah. we'll come back to you for the whiskey. Have you have you got it poured? What's I it like? What's it look? I have like? indeed.
2: Uh, Gone for a relatively small dram as usual. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: <laughs> Just to start.
2: Yeah. Full mm-hmm. glass will come later. Yeah, it smells very nice. It's forty percent, so it's um, mm-hmm. it is yeah. quite full. <laughs> It is no small beer. <laughs> yeah, but it smells quite nice. Right. Yeah.
3: I'm not a whiskey fan. Mm. Sad,
1: it's, it's sad, to say. This is this is where we need
0: Adel, isn't it? Adel's a big whiskey drinker. Mm-hmm. It's his. I think it's his preferred sort of spirit of choice. Yeah. Um So,
2: but well, I went through a very, I think a very working class way of discovering my spirit of choice, which is you can drown out the taste of vodka with soft drinks. <laughs> and if you pick the right vodka, you hardly notice it and it's great. you know. Mm. So if you don't go for the really cheap stuff that burns like hell, like paint stripper, and get, you know, not too expensive, <laughs> but a nice one, you can have a very nice night just on that. that's relatively cheap and you don't go too crazy. Uh, so the, the thing that stopped me kind of sure. drinking a lot of whiskey or trying a lot of whiskey is uh they're very expensive, a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. And as long as you go, I, I don't want to spend a huge amount on something I might not like. Mm-hmm. And you want to get... I haven't really been to any distillers or that myself to actually have, like, tastings or something. Mm-hmm. That's maybe one of those. Like, you really should see if there is, like, places that do just, like, uh, I don't know, like, a night you pay for X amount and then they have a selection for you to try or something. that maybe... Because there's so many varieties. A oh, whiskey festival. Yeah. yeah, a whiskey festival. That's like
3: that. I'll find at least one I enjoy. Yeah,
2: yeah exactly. And that's um, that's one of the reasons why I thought, well, my friend works at the thoroughly, so I'll I'll ask him what he recommends as a kind mm. of beginner place because mm-hmm. he naturally drinks quite a lot of them. Um, nice, good, yeah. good place Maybe I start. just haven't found the right whiskey. Yeah. But
3: that, admittedly, I haven't had much. Yeah. Whiskey.
2: Well, that's it. There's there's a lot of different kinds. This is very nice, actually. It's quite smooth. Um, there isn't too many. Uh, there isn't too many kind of like overbearing flavors or anything in it. A little bit of uh, alcohol burn, <laughs> as you would expect from forty percent. But um, am...
0: you getting any of those kind of you know which 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 way is it sort of going? Getting of those kind of woody notes? Uh, has it got a little bit of sort of uh, peatiness to it, perhaps, or is it? Much lighter.
2: I think it's quite a a light one. Um, again, this is where my lack of beer drinking experience tells because I don't really know what PT is <laughs> or what it tastes like. Um,
3: Imagine the smell of a farm
2: manure. <laughs> I mean, <Yes. laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it does, it's... Like
3: you've just eaten a really a steak that just yeah. tastes like the back end of a can. A bit, yeah, a bit gamey. <laughs> if if you're into <laughs> yeah. sort of
0: your you know, your, your meats, it's maybe it's more on the gamey side of things. Uh, it's yeah. more venison than kind of beefy, isn't it? I think peat.
2: Yeah, no, I don't I wouldn't say it's very it's particularly peaty, I don't mm. think. It's um it, it's fair.
3: Well given that a, your friend said it was like more of a yeah. starter beer and, you know, uh, well, that's it. I'd imagine the flavors aren't quite that, that that bold. Yeah, and, you know, just like to... a,
2: a, the, the stuff about the the actual distillery itself uh, talks about it being a bit more honeyed, kind of flavored, mm. mm. yeah.
3: bit sweeter. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, lighter uh, and, yeah. Cosmic,
0: and cosmic. Cosmic in the chat says he missed the beginning. What kind of whiskey is it? it uh, just remind us. if
3: is it blended or not? It, Sorry
0: It's
2: a single malt uh, Scotch whisky. It's an okay. um 12 years and uh, you know, again, being Scottish you spell whisky without an E. It's mm-hmm. I-S-K-Y after the W-H which would have been, <laughs> it made sense to start with it. But yeah, so in Aberfeldy the uh, time-honored techniques of long fermentation to conjure rare honeyed notes and they draw water from the eh sorry the the patelli burn renowned for its quality that's a burn is just like a a small stream with fresh water in it right and apparently that particular stretch of water is known to have small amounts of gold in it alluvial gold i saw that somewhere as well yeah alluvial gold in the burn.
3: you're drinking Liquid gold. Yeah, well
2: that explains why they've gone for this oh, colour. <laughs> you know, I'll show you the, the actual bottle again. It's a very nice... Mm. It is that kind of honey, yeah. kind of goldish colour. So mm-hmm. There isn't too many strong notes to it. Um, like you find in a lot of your craft beers that you're used to, but it is very, very nice. And nice. It, 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 is. it has a nice yeah. nose to it as well. Again, you can definitely smell the alcohol on it, but There isn't anything about it that really goes. Yeah, there's nothing off-putting about it, shall we say? It's very much a. I think I think I'll just keep sipping on
0: this. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll return to it in a little bit. Uh, Um, you know, we'll get some more thoughts on it when I jump into uh, my second beer, but for my first, for the Verdant and Utopian Pilsner, um, it's it's super light in colour. Um, it's a little hazy. I can see my fingers kind of through the glass. You can probably just see my hand creeping around there through the glass. So it's got a little haze to it, but it, it's it's pretty clear. Obviously, it's just that unfiltered uh, element giving that little bit of haze to it. Um, the head pull quite sort of large, very foamy, but that's dissipated quite quickly. It's th- there's barely any. It says it's dry hopped, but I'm getting. No, very, very very light notes, really really light.
3: Yeah, I mean you don't you don't really get much bold smells from pilsners. No, maybe a bit of maltiness, but mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Can I? Can I ask a silly question? What makes it a pilsners as opposed to just a craft beer? Is it a brand name or is it a style uh, of making It's it? a style,
0: so it's 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 a lager. Right, rather than say an IPA or a pale ale or, yeah. or, or something, so it's, it's it's a different combination of ingredients, different quantities of those, Fer- uh,
3: fermentation process. And all those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
0: so yeah, brewed brewed in a slightly different way, um, yeah, excellent. but yeah, makes it um, uh, yeah, normally with kind of uh, lagers and and pils, Whether you're going into sort of hells uh, hellas or other kind of. You know lagers as a catch-all kind of term for them. They're a lot lighter normally than um, sort of pales and and, and IPAs and, and other styles. Um, and this one is no is no different to that. Um, if you kind of if you drink your sort of standard macro brewed sort of lagers, there there are a couple of different kinds of schools of them, and you you get like your causes and your fosters and things, which don't have a huge amount of taste it's almost like lemony water which is a bit fizzy <laughs> and then you get your other side more your belgian sort of brewed ones your german kind of brewed ones which um have more of a hoppy note to them which normally comes out kind of a little bit dank towards the end they're a little bit stronger um a little bit fuller in flavor than you know your kind of your american um sort of style lagers which it's basically just coloured water essentially Um, but this um, I mean it it is coloured water of course but (laughs) coloured water
2: with some alcohol content
0: yes yes but it does have some nice little light flavours to it so there's a little bit of fruit in there it's not sort of easy to pick out exactly what that is but it's it's edging more towards that kind of grapefruity note there's maybe a little bit of a sort of a vinous quality mm-hmm. in there as well sort of towards the back end so a little bit of a, a little bit of a grape on there as well and i think you're getting this sweetness from that end and then a little bit of this slightly bitter uh, kind of grapefruit in there as well which are combining quite nicely together to make something very sort of well balanced and it does have mm-hmm. that Very, very slight bitter finish to it. Uh, It doesn't last very long. It isn't very big, but it follows on quite nicely from this uh, very easy, very clean um, sort of first flavor. So, this is it's very easy to drink. Uh, It isn't too carbonated, so it's not sort of sitting quite heavy or anything like that. Uh, I can slug it back without. Sort of feeling gassy or anything, um, which is better as well because I'm getting more of that flavour yeah. with the bigger sort of gulps because it is quite a light beer. I
3: mean, it's verdant, right? So has it got like that soft water quality? It yes. Or is it just bit? Or is it more
0: crisp? It's 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 it is crisp. It is nice and crisp. Um, so it's harder to tell the water quality. I think with with that, mm-hmm. it, it still does feel very soft. In what I'm getting but that first note is quite crisp and then when that bitterness kicks in towards the end it keeps that sort of, that crispness that slight, over so slight kind of metallic note in there like it's, it's not super metallic but it's just got this note which kind of keeps everything crisp and up here and a little bit carbonated still um, so it's got quite a lot of stuff going on for a Pilsner, whilst still remaining quite balanced, whilst still remaining very light, very easy to drink. Um, it's, it's it's yeah, it's very good. Uh, and to be expected from Verdant and Utopian as well, who I don't think exclusively make lagers, um, but they they live in that space. So most of the beers that they brew are around that. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: Verdant, I imagine have gone, we want to make a Pilsner. Who should we collaborate with? Utopian are down the street, and they make these—they <laughs> make quality lagers all the time. So let's get them up. Um, yes, for those you who didn't see the can, uh, very simple, very nice, That's very nice. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's drink these drinks, and we shall move on to chatting about games uh, this week. Um, I've got a couple of things to talk about uh, Adam, I know both, both you and I have uh, played the Icky Island expansion for Ghost of Tsushima which yeah. we will come to uh, but Lucy mm-hmm. um, as you haven't been talking about your drinks this evening, why don't you jump in with whatever you want to discuss this week
3: um, <laughs> haven't been playing a lot mm. um, the games that I got uh sent codes for probably the only games that have like literally held my attention when I, I've been picking up games on on the off times. Um unless you lot want to hear about the highest games in twenty twenty one in Donkey Kong Country Free and Quake.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, mate, tell us, talk, talk to us a little bit about Quake. Definitely, talk to us about Quake. I forgot oh, you, you've got. You, there's a game you want to talk about, haven't you? Which is which is embargoed, which we can't actually talk about on the on the air. Oh, uh,
3: we can now. Oh, okay. Because it's Thursday <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's uh, out tomorrow, uh, so uh, oh, so the, uh, so the, the embargo yeah. up today. embargo is up today. It's not yeah, so amazing. amazing, which is great. But um... yes, Quake remastered. Uh, I don't. It's just fun still. Um, I was not a PC gamer because I was very young when Quake came out. Mm-hmm. Um, probably didn't get a PC till like early two thousands, around about two thousand two, two thousand three, mm-hmm. or a PC capable to, you know, run such games. Um, but yeah, it's it's been fun. I played it online as well, which Ooh. is just, it, it's just, it's just such a novelty. I played it on. Xbox um, Game Pass so it's like just dropped and it was free and it was like I I enjoy going back to like original Doom, Doom 2 and stuff like mm-hmm. that and it's like let me try it Quake. Um, but yeah it's good it looks it looks good. The lighting's really good and it's still fun to play so nice. yeah 2021's highest game from 1996 <laughs> <laughs> um, I played
0: when was I, it? I, I don't know when it was first released. I played a lot of Team Arena mm. Uh, which is Quake mm. 3 um, when maybe mm, roughly when it came out six months maybe a year kind of later after it after it had come out um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I think that's when again I had a, a very capable PC to be able to play those kinds of things and we were playing you know a, a Team Arena, uh, EverQuest, uh, Age of Empires, Whichever number it was at that similar sort of time, you know those kinds of those kinds of games.
3: Golden age of PC, mm, yeah. and I,
0: I remember mm. Team Arena just being uh, like a lot of these games, just dumb fun. Yeah, <laughs>
3: it is. It is, and it's it, this is a good like preservation thing to see. Like, mm. yeah, bring it back. Um, probably like a small team inside of Bethesda did it. I think Machine Games. Um, did like a new chapter for like which Quake is it? In my, it's a new episode for oh, I can't remember which one, yeah. but it's just like yeah, it's just, it's, it's just a fun, cool thing, and uh, because Bethesda, they upgraded and remastered like Doom 1 2 hmm. 64 did they do 3 as well? Yeah, I think so Um, and yeah it's like, I mean, those games out of the gate didn't, weren't that Great, like some of the music and graphical fidelity was a bit off, but eventually, like they patched it, and it's like, yeah, th- th- these are good good things to see. Good, um, I mean, Doom's everywhere, and you can play Doom on everything, so it's like, yeah, <laughs> you can keep, yeah, keep yeah, <laughs> playing Doom on things you're keep, not supposed uh, to be able remastered. to because
2: people keep acting it onto them. <laughs> Yeah. So the the, the test of whether it's, co- it's got a computer in it, can we put Doom on it? <laughs> so yeah. This like toaster it even... has a computer chip, so can put Doom on it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you'll probably find one day that Skyrim is also playable inside of Doom, on whichever you know device that you're actually playing Doom on as well.
3: <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so yeah, I'm in 1996, and I don't want to leave currently. So. Um, <laughs>
2: I would go back to that far yeah. as well, but I don't remember it. I was too <laughs> Well, it was a good time. Um uh,
3: so yeah, I've been yeah, I've just been going back like uh, I I started um uh A what is it, A M two R which is another Metroid Two remake, which is, you know the fan. Oh the fan, fan one, game. yes. Um, mm. And it's really good. <laughs> Nintendo, you know. Uh, I know they remade that game, but like, they, they took down the, um, obviously DMCA'd the, the fan remake. Yeah. But anyway, I was just like, mm, well, downloaded Ni- I downloaded it. Of course, Nintendo. I'm not encouraging anybody to do that. But, you <laughs> Nintendo
0: know, got a Nintendo. I did. Yeah.
3: Yeah, they had to. But uh, um, yeah, I started that. I was just like, I need some more Metroidvanias. That's why nothing's been sticking recently because it's like I mean, I went back and played Hollow Knight because it's mm. just like I, I want Metroid dread. Games are shit. I just want some Metroid. <laughs> 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 There's not enough. Them. <laughs> um let me let me go, you know, download uh this fan fan remake and and it's really good. Um it's the controls are really snappy I'm playing on a, you know, uh gamepad and it's just like just maps automatically it's just runs well like like i started up the game it was like oh there's some screen tear it looks a bit choppy and i was like i bet this game doesn't have vsync i'll just check in the options anyway and it has vsync and it's like cool nice. <laughs> you know this is a really you know well made thing you know uh, yeah it's you just wonder if I mean, there's obviously passion within Nintendo, but imagine if there was passion to, you know, remake games to this this extent. Absolutely. And, them. and
0: how easy it would be for them to yeah. kind of outsource yeah, these team. sorts of things to these little <laughs> teams and say to them, actually, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll let you do this. This isn't an official kind of thing, but it's, it's sanctioned in a way for you to be allowed to do this. But you have to meet... You know, quality standard one, two, three, four, five, and six, yeah. and and that would be something that could easily be put together. And if it's, you know he's got all of these options and things that you're sort of talking about, then it's you know the fans and I mean not necessarily fans but people out there just doing little passion projects and side kind of hustles and things are more mm. than capable of creating yeah. these yeah. very well made experiences.
3: It's massively polished, yeah. So I agree, mm. but yeah, I've just been doing some weird shit. Like I downloaded this this typing game, like uh, called Type Dreams, which was pulled off the internet by the creator. So, mm. anyway, the internet archive. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I've just been doing some weird yeah. stuff. I've been, you know, going torrenting and and and, and doing all kinds of nonsense. But uh, yes, yeah, so that has been my last couple of weeks. um Except for two games that I need to talk about, okay. um, which I have enjoyed thoroughly. Quick two and three. Uh, <laughs> 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 yes, <laughs> but also, uh, um, the first one is called Behind the Frame, uh, I think it's colon, the finest scenery, I believe. The uh, kind of subtitle. Um, it is on PC, and I believe it is on. Um, I know it's on iOS. I think it's on Android as well. Okay. This came out. Um, I think it was the twenty fifth, so so around last week. This time last week. Um, it is. I mean, as soon as you look at it, the only way to describe it is Ghibli esque. Um, I mean, Studio Ghibli like the kind of animation style that gets thrown around all the time. But this, it's like, how else do you Describe this when you see oh, it. Oh, this is um, the
0: painting one. Mm-hmm. Amazing. It's this, yeah, this this does one. look beautiful.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And it 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 takes inspiration, obviously, from like you know, Japanimation and like Eastern um, animation styles, and in the cutscenes, and then it sort of like pivots in like the actual gameplay to very. Uh, like, French watercolour Manet kind of um, look to it, mm. inspirations. It's, it's made by a Taiwanese team as well, and it's like, you could have fooled me because the game is so very French. I mean, it's I think it's even set in France. Um, you're basically playing as this woman, um, and she is basically getting ready to or trying to display her art in in a in, a, in an exhi- ex- exhibition in New York and so basically she you have this canvas um, which is you know got these outlines which it's like it's not colored in basically so um, and you're lacking the colored paints to, to to fill it in and the puzzles are it, it starts off as a just like okay puzzle game I need to Get these different, you know, colors in order to complete this painting, and she's basically looking outside of her window. She's in this, you know, apartment, um, high-rise apartment. She's looking at, out across, across, um, to the other apartment next door, and she's basically getting inspiration from this old man and his cat, and basically in the in the kind of like esque uh, cutscenes it's like it unfolds um seeing like what this man is doing what the cat is doing and um, she's basically taking inspiration and she's like oh this old man and his cat and and then it's sort of like there's usually a picture inside of her apartment which corresponds to what she's seeing outside. Mm and it's like oh i am sure i've seen this like this scene in one of my paintings in my room okay uh let me let me you know swivel to uh this painting in my room color that in and basically by completing that it gives you an extra extra color so to complete your um to complete your canvas because you only start off with like i don't know one or two colors like right yellow or something. And it's like, okay, I've seen this orange cat or whatever. Let me uh, you know, colour in this in my you know, in the picture in my room and then you get the orange paint. And it's like it is just like, okay, this is this is a puzzle game, this is how you're justifying it. And it's you just go with it. It's like, okay, I'm I'm this is what I have to do. I have to get all the different coloured paints. It's like I'm gonna have to get, you know, Roy G. Biv, and I'll be able to finish my painting. And it's like, you don't really question it as a puzzle game. Whatever. I don't want to spoil the story, mm-hmm. but the way it unfolds, and the way it's like, okay, I've... It's, 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 all of a sudden, this apartment that I'm in has turned into like a Resident Evil puzzle room where I'm getting these different coloured paints. You may it's not like, leave okay. until you have completed <laughs> <a laughs> yeah. 8,000
0: Ral colours or something. <laughs> yeah...
3: And and there's even a bit later where, it, you know, it gets a bit ominous and it's like, uh, did this just turn into a horror game? And it's like, no. but It's just like, you know, doing these weird puzzles, you know, matching this picture to that picture. And it's like, okay, I'm getting new coloured paints. It's just... But you go with it and you just go with it and everything makes sense by the time you finish the game. And it's like, thematically, where the story ends, the messages in the game. It's like, oh, okay... And it just ties together so well. I I don't want to say more about mm. it because it's just like it's only about an hour, an hour and a half okay. maximum, two hours if you take your time with it. And I mean the puzzles are you know fairly easy, so I I I'd say come to this game knowing that it's short, mm. but the the story in the game really impactful, especially you know right at the end. Okay, and. Nice. Come come to it for like the animation. The music is lovely. Like it's just this calm, very French cafe kind of uh, kind of soundtrack to it. And it, I I just think it's like an ode to like the creative process as well. It's like every every time you're you know you start a new you scene, you're going into your kitchen. You're making a coffee. You're doing your breakfast. You know like egg on toast, which is like. Yeah, pretty good breakfast. And it's like, you know, sit down, have your coffee, have your meal. You know, that kind of... You know, I have that kind of, like, process, that kind of, like, routine where it's like, okay, I'm going to sit down and go, you know, do work. I have, like, a green tea and do my New York Times crossword for far too mm. long before I actually start doing work and stuff. And it's like, it just, it just really... It's really that relaxing kind of, you know... Not just any process, creative process, just working process, whatever. It's like, um, and yeah, it's just, it's just a beautiful game. Like the message is beautiful, the the you know the art is beautiful, the music's beautiful, the animation's beautiful. It's just just a stunning game, and yeah, it took me by surprise. Amazing. Um, good. Good. Um, that that ending broke me. Okay, so <laughs> I, I just had a look on. Um,
0: on the Play Store, it's it's four sixty nine on the Play Store. Um, yeah, it's yeah. seven nineteen on mm-hmm. Steam. Um, mm-hmm. But I thought while I was here, I'd have a quick look at some of the reviews, and uh, most of them. Say one just says, "Cried lots, ten out of ten, would cry again." <laughs> um, <laughs> that's always, that's uh, always uh, a good review. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and another one that you said, Lucy, <laughs> this is the most French thing I've ever played, made by non-French people. Ten out of <laughs> ten. <Yes>. absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, pretty much all of the reviews just say that, that everyone cried.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's it's. At first, you just think you're playing. Yeah, it's a puzzle game. Very nice, and you just think okay just there for to experience the art and the animation and it's like no it's got it's got a really beautiful message and um at the end so yeah i I do recommend it i I recommend it to anybody um i'm very much someone who doesn't care how short games are um if if especially you know with the impact that this one has it's one of my favorite games this year and it took what i took my time with it like two hours Mm -hmm. um just to soak in that atmosphere, but it's just like, yeah, it's just, it, it's really good, and yeah, the the ratings, the reviews by the sounds of it, it's just, yeah, go play it, go buy it, go play it, I don't want to say anything more about it. So. Sure,
0: no, that's fair, good, cool. Mm-hmm.
3: And that is, what's it called, Behind the Frame, mm-hmm. is it The Finest the, Scenery? Yes, The though, Finest Scenery. yeah. Who are the, oh, just, the developer?
0: Oh, I just I just had a look at that. It's uh, published by mm. Akapura. in uh, Interactive? Yes. No, Akapura Games. Because it yes. sounds like An- Annapura, Annapura Games. Interactive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, another good publisher. Yeah. Silver uh, Lining here. Studio is the developer.
3: Yes, that's the one. I was going to say Silver Lining Bakery because that was a bakery. <laughs> was <the best. laughs> anyway, uh, Silver Line- Lining Studio. Yeah, Taiwanese. Um great great game cool. came out of nowhere so yeah really good really really recommend that one um the other game that i played which i it's another chilled out one i guess um very different to uh behind the frame uh, it's called golf club wasteland which oh, will be yes. out by the time you're listening to this if you're not listening live it's out on September the third, which is the Friday. Um, it's it's a cool little puzzle game with golfing. Um, it's not if you are looking for PGA tour, then you are not going to find it. Even something like on the level of golf store, you are not going to yeah. find it. It's it's a very simple, you know, stripped down version of golf where I played on PC, where you are just you know using your cursor to. To aim, basically, the angle of your shot and the intensity of your shot. Um, I couldn't. I think I tried playing it on gamepad, and it was not how I would want to play the game. I think it's coming out on everything, okay. so PC, Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, and everything. It'd be interesting if the Switch version had like touchscreen controls. I probably doubt it. Um, but yeah, I think I think mouse and curve, You know, mouse is just easier to, to, to play it with, but um, yeah, it, it's not the most involved golf game, you're not gonna, there's nothing to do with like wind direction or choosing your, your clubs or anything like that, so it's very much just aiming and putting, and it's like, it's basically a round of uh, mini golf or crazy golf in the apocalypse, um, so basically you're playing on this I, I want to call it, like, fictionalised version of Earth, you know, post-apocalyptic Earth, but it's like, this will happen. Yeah, It's only, it's only um, two years
0: away, and that is what the Earth will yeah, look like.
3: Yeah. Yeah, if that. Um, this game has a social commentary where it's like, it, I I feel bad even calling it a social commentary, because this is what will definitely happen, where the billionaires will go off to Mars, leave everyone else to die on Earth um, from what they call the the Great Catastrophe. Um (laughs) and then they'll come back to Earth just as a golfing course you know. That will happen. (laughs) It's definitely gonna happen.
2: We left Earth for very good reasons, but we missed one thing and one thing
0: only. Golf. (laughs) It's just not the same (laughs) on Mars. We just can't handle it. So we can back. Exactly that that changing (laughs) gravity just fucks golf up completely. That and the
2: dust. The dust gets everywhere. It's just no fun. (laughs) <laughs> it keeps ruining my clubs.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> but 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 yeah, it's it, it's got this um, it's got this social commentary of like, you know, capitalism will be the fall of us all, and like, you know, just like, yeah, yeah. But it, it it doesn't hit you over the head too much with okay. it. You know, it's obviously got something to say, and I think it's a, I think it's a really interesting like way to have like a little golfing game and you know put a different spin on it a different setting and i think this it just works it's i like i like that it doesn't bash you over the head with like you know social commentary you know keep your politics out of my (laughs) games No, it's like you know it, it, it it isn't it isn't like it doesn't go too deep on it it's still just a relaxing kind of golf game it's like if they had more to say i would not be averse to that but the kind of structure of the game it's more a puzzle game um so and i and i really like that kind of like political you know setting and overarching themes to it so i thought it worked really well um and and it basically has this it has this um like radio station from mars Just playing um, all the way through, which I'm a bit torn on because sometimes I like I liked having that like silence where it's like this place is just abandoned and it's, it's 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 like it was like kind of eerie and you know reflective of like what happened to Earth and it's and sometimes that like kind of quiet was nice. And then you have, like, the, this music... I don't even know what to call this music. It's got some weird tracks in it. It's like New Age... Something like New Age synth or something like that. I don't even know. But it's just... It's weird. Um, some some of the tracks are quite nice. Um, uh, once I finish the game... I, I don't know if this is in the standard edition of the game. Um, but you can just download the soundtrack, which is cool. Oh, cool. So I might, might, listen, might listen to it... Uh, bit later uh, just just pick out some of the interesting tracks that i found on it but yeah and you have these like kind of anecdotes from people who are like who have now moved to mars like the billionaires and stuff like that and just talking about okay this is what happened you know just giving you a little bits of flavor text this is what happened this is what life is like now remember the before times <laughs> let me just play some you know uh some whale sounds or something like that so people <laughs> remember the before times and it's just it's 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 harrowing in a way and it's like uh you know and it's quite sad and mm. melancholic and it's 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 interesting um but where i really enjoyed the game was like just in the golfing mm. puzzles they get they start off very simple um but then they just they take place in like you know overgrown parks and then they go to like skyscrapers and abandoned supermarkets and you know underground you know you know sewage works and it's just it it's really diverse in like the kind of you know putting areas that you go into um and you know some of them are trickier than others but you know you can get you it was just meditative you know going through these like little little challenges um like each one probably take you between five or sometimes up to like half an hour and okay. it's just, it's just it, 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 as i say the goal thing isn't it sometimes it feels a bit inaccurate it's like okay i did this shot last time and it's like it's gone somewhere else but most of the time it felt you know pretty pretty accurate and pretty um you know, uh consistent but sometimes it's just like mm. so as I say, you're not getting the you're not getting a, you know, very fine tuned golf game here. But it was just it was just fun going through these different um you know, little scenes and um it, it's 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 fun. It's probably about four hours. I think it's got like thirty five holes in it and there's there's different modes where you can play a story mode which is like doesn't matter if you're under or over par it's like just get there okay, and if you, nice. if you you know if if you struggle it's like you can just skip the level if you want to after so many uh you know if you just absolutely whiffing it like i did with some of the some of the ranges <laughs> it's like skip available i'm like no no game don't don't condescend me <laughs> I I played the story mode, which is like I didn't need to get under par, but just knowing I should have just played the challenge mode, which is like, okay, you have to get par or under to go to the next stage, and it's like maybe I should have just done that mm. <laughs> because it's like I would reset every time if I didn't get like a perfect run <laughs> because that's the video gamer in me, and it's a, yeah, it's a disease, <laughs> but um yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just played the chilled chilled out one. It's like, yeah, you know, if I don't get under par in some of these cuz some of them are tricky. It's like, mm, whatever, but you do have the added incentive of getting par or under because it unlocks these like little diary entries mm. um just to give you a bit more nice.
0: flavor text, for, you yeah. know, and uh, about the story. There's
1: there's there's um, no
0: in, there's no need to do that, but there is an incentive no. to try and perform as well as possible.
3: Yeah. But yeah, about thirty four. It's thirty five holes. Took me probably about five hours all yeah. in all. And yeah, it was just chilled out. It was nice. Um, as I say, really like the the setting, um, the the message, the the art. It's like it's got like this very. The the world sometimes looks a bit, you know. Too colourful <laughs> for the apocalypse. <laughs> it's like he's uh, got that, you know, nice bits of neon tinge. Like some of the animals in there, they're, they're radioactive. Like there's a cow with you know pink udders, uh, neon udders, and it's just like, yeah, it looks really nice. It, it's <laughs> cows with pink neon udders, really nice.
1: looking.
3: <laughs> uh, put that on the box. Box squad. Um but yeah it's it, it's really good. Um it's as i say it's um it, it's not it's not an involved golf game it's very much a very calming despite its message very calming relaxing puzzle mm. game so yeah i i, I recommend this one. As nice well. good good. And yeah and but I need to see uh the team was it?
0: Is it Demagogue Studio? What was their
3: name? Uh yeah, Demagogue. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Where are they from? I think they're from Europe. Uh, I don't know. Golf Golf Google Club up. is the
0: only game um they have listed on Steam. Uh, the publisher is un oh, no, oh. the publisher's Untold Tales. Um, it is. maybe it's it's when I click demagogue oh, on it's the kicking LinkedIn me to page.
3: Them. Belgrade, okay, Serbia. Hmm. They're in Serbia. Interesting. Okay.
0: I mean, it does have that Go kind on. of, uh, um, n- maybe not sort of uh, more Soviet, um,
3: yeah, kind of yes. uh, um,
0: you know, buildings at least to it. But there's definitely a feel to that. It's not sort of yeah. post-war Eastern Bloc kind of brutalism. It, it's almost mm-hmm. a bit more of a capitalist kind of Eastern with with towers in the background uh, and and, and yeah. things like that, but you do get at least from from Steam. There's kind of what looked like a, a scene with um, like anti-aircraft uh, weapons <laughs> kind of in the background, yeah. and then rockets, you know, uh, and rocket stations mm-hmm. set off in the background and stuff. So
3: there's some good scenery, and yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a good observation because um, I think it's like set in like. Uh, Maybe you're going across the whole world because there are definitely signs in like Russian, mm. and and there's like you know very much Western architecture in that. So so yeah, it might be going. You may be going across the Earth, but yeah, there's good like little things to pick up in the background, and it isn't as you know in your face as like in the trailer where it just says coffee fee. <laughs> it's like okay, but yeah, but the, the, there are like little. Little um, little things to pick out of the environment, yeah. um, which is cool. Nice. But yeah, it's 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 an interesting golf game, and it's like there's more than one way to like you know reach reach the uh the hole as well in some in some of these levels. So it's like there are alternative paths, which is like yeah, cool. You know, and there are some inventive little things that you can do for achievements, and yeah. Very much recommend. Perfect.
0: It. Good. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing. Nice. So that was uh, the the two record. I mean, several recommendations uh, from you this week, Lucy. Uh, yes,
3: Quake and Donkey Kong Country <laughs> Three. <laughs> Travel back and, and time to nineteen ninety six. Yes. <Yeah.
0: laughs> and a fan remake of a game which you probably can't get anymore. Um,
3: uh, you, you can get
0: okay. it. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm But you
3: shouldn't. You shouldn't.
0: There's no official there's no official channel to get said game perhaps. Um but yeah, yes, there, there may is. be just, just Google. Ways, ways, ways and means um to access Yeah,
3: by using Google and looking at the top of you know, Google. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I, I looked at like who cares? I looked at like a Reddit post and I was like, Oh, I just like, I wanna get it and it was like they were like, we can't tell you where to get it, but then, if you, if you, you know, t- just yeah, type if it you into type Google. type and...
2: words into a search engine.
3: Yeah. Then... And just click on the first <laughs> link there is. <laughs> that would be one way one could get it, but we don't recommend it.
0: Brilliant. Yeah. Good. Um, <laughs> excellent. It seems like a good place um, for me to crack. Another beer because I finished yeah. the the pilsner. Uh, Adam, how are you doing with the with the whiskey? Yeah, have I... you been? Have you have you re-poured? Have you just been supping no. slowly at the, your first kind of glass?
2: I was just sipping away, and as you see, I have finished. Nice. Um, it's very enjoyable. Uh, yeah. Yeah. As well as, as I said, I think we're a wee bit unaccustomed to drinking stuff neat. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, getting a little <laughs> bit of the. It's almost like my boy going, What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know, kinda of <laughs> push back on the you know, the the burn from the alcohol itself. But mm. the taste was very nice. There's nothing unlike when I've tried some beers and stuff, there's nothing about it that's off putting. It smells very nice. It's mm-hmm. tasted as mm. I said, there isn't any particularly strong notes that really stand out to me, but I'm sure Uh, more experienced whiskey people would be able to tell me exactly what's in it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I've enjoyed it. But I think I'm going to save more of that for later. And then moving on to another decidedly Scottish thing. Oh! uh, Which is iron brew. (laughs) Specifically, old iron brew. (laughs) uh, Colloquially known as old brew. Uh, (laughs) uh, They claim that it's the same (laughs) recipe they used in 1901. Um that is
3: okay. bollocks,
2: as far as I know. <laughs> I don't believe that at all. That's marketing speak. But There's less lead in this <laughs> time. I, saw I like <laughs> if Coke suggested that, it would have crack in it. So, like, yeah, yeah, there's no way. Yeah, I, don't... I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's
0: Scottish, so, yeah, that, that checks
2: out. Right? Uh... As well as I don't believe that. That's more marketing stuff, but it is definitely... You know a marked improvement over what is mm-hmm. the normal iron brew just now because of course in scotland we've had mm-hmm. the sugar tax. i don't know if that mm-hmm. happened down mm-hmm. in england as well and because scotland is one of the handful of places that coca-cola is not the top drink you know like soft drink in the territory where it's sold i know it's not sold in every country in the world but it usually comes top in most places here it's iron brew And one of the ways Mm. that that kind of plays out, you know, uh, is the fact that Iron Brew has always been priced slightly below Coca Cola. Mm. And so, as Coca Cola have tried to avoid putting their prices up by making the bottles smaller and smaller, you know, they they stepped (laughs) away from, instead of it being a two litre bottle, it's the 1.75 or whatever. Right. For, or and now it's closer to like the 1.5 is the same price as a 2 litre bottle of iron brew but with the sugar tax again instead of putting the price up they adjusted the formula and took more of the sugar out mm-hmm. and that meant more sweeteners particularly aspartamine which yep. uh, caused problems because you can taste the, the sweetener in them I think aspartamine is definitely the one that gets blamed a lot of the time for that taste that you get off of those kind of mm-hmm. drinks. It's particularly common in like the the diet versions of drinks that you get. That's that tends to be what gets blamed for. I don't know 100% if that is the cause of that taste, but and then they decided I think it's last year or the year before they brought this out as a limited edition, where they basically oh. said, yeah, you know, oh, it's it's the old way we used to do it, and it's better and it is <laughs> better. It's old and unimproved, which in this case translates as better. Cause it doesn't taste of a spartan <laughs> but it also comes in these nice glass bottles and they are mm. you know they're, they are that wee bit more expensive because and yeah. then after a huge outcry when <sighs> they did stop putting it on shelves they've brought it back as a permanent feature again nice uh, that was
3: it, it was always gonna be yeah it was
2: the initial one was <laughs> oh, it's, it's a limited edition it's not gonna last forever but it was in every shop. <laughs> there, it was everywhere. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of thing. But they did stop making it. And there was a good like year or something before they brought it back again. I'm now struggling to open it. God's sake! And... They're,
3: they're the Nintendo of soft drinks. Remember that thing you used to love <laughs> as a kid? Oh, well, bringing it back! Remember yeah. when your drinks tasted of
2: sugar and not? Uh, yeah. chemical sweeteners or whatever. We're making
3: it limited edition. Not, they've always yeah. had, Mario's yeah, they've dying always had on sweeteners 1st, and stuff
2: yeah. in them but you want it to taste mm. nicer than, as well as it's not that bad but it was. As well as it's not that bad now but the comparison when the initial switch de- happened was quite poor because mm-hmm. you're immediately like no no this tastes of sweeteners now because you're taking mm. the sugar out of it. Yeah. Just put the price up, you idiots. <laughs> yeah. Bring the old stuff back and put the price up and yes. they have. So I'm going to pour this in my traditional mm. pint glass. <laughs> okay.
0: yeah, amazing. I do <laughs> like the trajectory that you're on as well, Adam. I feel like maybe the next time you're on an episode, you'll have a can of Buckfast or a bottle of Buckfast or, or oh, something. like no, no. you know, traditional, traditional Scottish drink. Uh,
2: I'll, I'll find other traditional Scottish drinks. My... Uh, <laughs> as I'm sure many of us have had, we've all had the chat by parents about well, sex as well as drinking. <laughs> and uh, I, got, <laughs> I got told essentially by my mother in no uncertain terms that if she ever caught me with a bottle of Buckfast, she would beat me to death with it. <laughs> <laughs> but she'd bar my mouth in with it. So I was
1: like,
2: it, that was very much, you know, like that would have been when I was like 15 or 16. like. Really. You're around Mm -hmm. that kind of age, people start buying beers or or having Mm -hmm. them in houses or whatever. Like, I don't mind you trying stuff as long as you don't do anything stupid. I don't mind if you maybe have a couple of drinks of different things, but if I ever, ever catch you with Buckfast, I'll fucking kill you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm paraphrasing slightly there. (laughs) Sorry, mum, but. uh, that's good parenting. Yeah, but that, that was, because, <laughs> you know, it has the, the social connotations of it's for Neds. That's the sort of stuff you see people in drinking in parks and mm. causing, mm-hmm. you know, vandals and blah, blah, blah. It has that kind of image to it. Uh, well, certainly around <laughs> where I live anyway. So um, uh,
3: everywhere in the world,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah one, uh, if it's not Buckfast, you have that drink where you live. There, there will be the mm-hmm. everyone recognizes the the white white London, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Or the the cans of Monster or whatever the, the other things used to be. What was the other thing? It wasn't white lightning. What? Or Monster? What was it? Ah, oh, there, oh. there was something else, but the, the, the oh, some, Mad yeah, Dog yeah, Twenty Twenty. That was done. it. <laughs> that's what it's called, and that's, oh, that's a-, a new one for me. That's a, that's a new uh, one for
3: me. Yeah, I got yeah, goose. That might be. A, where do I buy? That it? That might be another t- traditional <laughs>
0: Scottish drink I, I gave away there, but yeah, yeah. Where do you buy it? Only in select stores in Scotland. Like,
2: I tell oh, you where you buy it. You buy it when I... you're seventeen,
0: <laughs>
2: illegally.
3: I have definitely seen. This bottle, yeah, before.
2: MD twenty twenty or so. It might not even be called Mad yeah. Dog. That might just be what people here call it because it was MD. Mm. Um But I remember it being called that. <laughs> I've seen this
0: before. But yeah, nice, nice. A... Well, while we while we work out what you're going to be bringing on in the next episode, I'm going to open a beer. Um This is a double IPA, eight percent from uh, Quantock Brewery, who. I saw down there with lots of bottles of what looked like more traditional beer, and then a few cans of you know art. IPAs and <laughs> pails and double IPAs. Yeah, yeah, a lovely little little bit of sort of a uh, die art style stuff. Yeah. On it looks the very nice, yeah. Um yeah, it does. It's it's got some flavor text. Um, Dipper version two. Well, our first dipper sold out so fast we had no choice but to brew another. No matter how big or small your dream is, this big beer is bound to put a smile on your face. A few process tweaks from our previous dipper and a touch more dry hopping. This is the next level uh, QB brew. This beast boasts flavours of tropical fruits and erupts with cracking aromas of coconut and citrus. It's got Citra, Idaho 7 and Sabro in it. Uh, yeah, 8% gives me the normal allergens on the back so it doesn't give me any other ingredients Um, but I thought it would be interesting to try a, a more modern beer from a I suppose older more traditional brewery and we will see the results of this they are Taunton based so yeah down in devon oh no somerset taunton isn't it yes it is um purchased in devon i suppose traitor so I will correct <laughs> this so, yeah
3: sorry i'm looking at an article of uh remember the um pops in in the 90s? Like, yeah. cuz i was like i i've seen that mad dog before and it's just like yeah. uh, you're um, you're yeah.
0: down you're down the rabbit hole lucy yeah
2: You'll have seen yeah. it down the park, yeah. either in Reef. in somebody's
0: hand or scattered in a bush somewhere. <laughs> like you, you will have seen it. <laughs> yeah. I I always uh, remember uh, as like a fourteen, fifteen year old. You you know you had a couple of quid, and you could either you know buy white lightning, or you could spend maybe like fifty p more and buy a three-litre bottle of Woodpecker's Cider. <laughs> that was the one, yes, the for cider. Because I was thinking, which cider £2. was the called? £2.50? Something like that
3: yeah. for a three-litre bottle? That was and, dirty, man. I, I just remember like opening that, and it just going, and like, all this toxic gas just coming yeah. out of the top of it. You want, just to, like, you want to knock out, out your like, brewery? I shouldn't be putting this in my <laughs> body. Smell <laughs> this. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Even as like an a eighteen-year-old, he my body. Yeah, I'm still going yeah. to. And
2: just for the record, Ben, oh, for your gosh. mother's ears, <laughs> how old did you say you were fourteen or fifteen? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. My
0: parents absolutely know yeah. how much of a nightmare I was as a kid. Um, they always do, don't they? They always do when suddenly yeah. they peer over a bush and they're like, alright, yeah, fair enough, we'll go yeah. home it's fine, we know he's smashed
3: <laughs> I waited until I was 30 for my first <laughs>
1: Yeah. Very late <laughs> starting. <laughs> Hang on, we, How long have we been podcasting? Um, uh, we'll, we'll come back.
0: We'll come back to the. I know, I know you sort of already mentioned Adam. Uh, the Iron Brew is, um, you know, this this old Iron Brew or the 1901 kind of recipe. Yeah. brew is better than Iron Brew, but is it is it literally just those kind of uh, sugary tastes that make a difference, or is there something else in there?
2: No, I think. No, that, that is the main difference. Is just, uh, it still has sweeteners and stuff in it, but the, the taste flavour is just that bit more natural, I guess. For, cons- mm-hmm. for something that is a weird orange colour that a lot of people who have never seen it before <laughs> see and go, what the fuck? People drink that? Uh, that looks poisonous. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a very distinct colour. Iron brew tends is, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it is just the, you know, the the regular stuff now has that kind of sweetenery I don't know what the right kind of description is for it, but you've probably you probably all experienced it, just that wee bit of, you just that it lingers that little bit longer when the rest of it disappears, mm-hmm. whereas this is just. It's just a very nice tasting drink and it's mm. very refreshing.
0: Uh, yeah, I imagine it's incredibly okay. fizzy. I always remember Iron Brew being really fizzy.
2: I mean, maybe, but I'm uh, used to it, to I... be honest. <laughs> sure.
3: Yeah, I I haven't had it in probably over ten yeah. years. At this I
2: always point. find I um, um, to... diet drinks tend to be the worst for being fizzy. Um, hmm. I don't know why. That That's maybe just a Bad Batch or something I have memories of <laughs> because it's very much a, I drink it for the sugar I do <laughs> 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 like I'm not under any illusions about that uh, so but yeah it's just it's very nice and refreshing it would have been more refreshing if it mm-hmm. started with it because it was fresh out the fridge but <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, I definitely thought I'd better having the the whiskey on a, a clean palate, and then have yes, that to, to wash everything down with, and have a nice. a nice rest of the podcast. Hopefully, yeah, good. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> to be um, confirmed. <laughs> yeah. We'll find out in about thirty minutes. Um, we will. Oh, uh, I'll, wow. I'll come
0: back to the Quantock then. This Chasing Dreams Dipper. Um, it, it looks like a dipper. It's very, very deep. That's nice. Um, it's sort of this kind of slightly orange straw colour. Thick, absolutely mm-hmm. thick, solid colour. Um, nice lacing on the glass as well from the uh, from the head. The nose is that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a modern dipper, right? It's, it's got those fruity notes, but it also sways that little bit more towards that kind of vegetal sort of end of things, that more earthy kind of note. And that very much matches through in the flavour as well. So it kicks off with a little bit of sweetness, Maybe a little bit of mango, and then just ripens like almost in your mouth. This, this mango that you've just tasted just ripens right down, and it becomes this more nice. not bitter, but this more kind of fermented sort of flavour to it. You know, it gets a little bit more earthy, gets a little bit more. Uh, um, it's a, it's a, such a this this earthy, vegetal, oniony. Salady kind of note that is just, you know, there's so many w- words for this end of this kind of um, trend of dippers that we're seeing at the moment, and nothing ever quite captures exactly what it is I think we've we've sort of used stewed before, where we thought it's a, it it's a little bit sort of over-fermented kind of fruits, and that sort of stuff and it, yeah. it is somewhere in this kind of region uh, but again like a couple of the other dippers that I've had of this kind, it works quite well. It's not an off putting flavour. You know, you you tell someone, oh, it's a bit earthy, or it's a bit vegetable y or a bit oniony, and you think people go, nah mate, why would you fucking drink that? But again, (laughs) it just that just doesn't quite describe are you drinking from your plate? Yeah. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> Which I means me at a standard dinner time just lift it up and just smash it back. Um, but yeah, he it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. quite get it, does it?
3: Someone will come out with the right word eventually mm. stick it on on taps and it's just like... yes. Oh, yeah, you know what that tastes like?
2: Beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it tastes like. Exactly, you know, like,
0: exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is a solid dipper. Um, it, it, it hits those notes mm-hmm. it's nice and sweet to start uh, and and as I say it kind of ripens in in the mouth as that flavour goes on again not much bitterness on the end of this I think the uh, the Pilsner had a little bit more of a a, a a dank a bitter finish you know especially with that nice clean crisp sort of start to it that change between those flavours in the in the Pilsner um, kind of whereas this Flows. It, it sort of, you know, as it ripens in your mouth, you can, you can, you know, that change is kind of coming and it happens, and that's it. That's kind of all this does. It doesn't do much more, um, but it's it's got a little bit of an oily kind of mouthfeel to it as well, so it makes it feel a little bit big. Um, so I, I think it's, you know, from these first few sips, from this first third of the glass, it's well made. It's, it's hitting you know twenty twenty one modern kind of dipper notes that you would sort of expect um, I don't think it's it's not d- d- doing anything different. it's not changing that formula up kind of too much but again it's it's just quite easy and simple and it's not overburdened by trying to do too much either um so I don't think you'd go wrong if you like that or well, this the version of dippers that we're getting this year. This is a solid example mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So I will keep a cracking back with it. Um, Looks nice. Mm. I mean, it does, does look nice. <laughs> and I, I think I'm going to jump in. I've got a game to chat about. And as we were talking about the 90s earlier, it would have been a perfect segue into what I'm playing. Because um, I have uh, played through a game called The Big Con... Which yes. is a... Um, it, it, it's sort of a point-and-click game. Um, but... Defraud that guy. Defraud that guy. Defraud <laughs> that guy. Well, there's a lot of pickpocketing. <laughs> going on. Um, but it's... Skyrim. Yeah. L- literal it's kind of or metaphorical, <laughs> Ben? No, absolutely literal. Absolutely literal. It is, it's kind of a more... Um, modern point and click game it's not you know lucas arts kind of combining items and all of this sort of stuff to to move through puzzles Mm -hmm. um it's much more um uh, essentially you're a girl called ally whose mum is well into um like loan sharks and is going to lose her um cassette her video store right super 90s is set in the 90s (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, she's she's gonna lose it. She needs to come up with I think close to a hundred grand, like ninety-seven thousand dollars to pay off the Which loan shark is, to be able to keep
3: it's a million. Exactly.
0: Yeah. In the nineties that was that was yeah. lots and lots of money. Um but you oh. play as Ali who is um who overhears all of this and is essentially being carted off to kind of like band camp. Um so she can uh, uh <laughs> okay. play in front of um like scouts who may give her scholarships to kind mm-hmm. of like music schools and university and that kind of thing, right? But she decides that she's going to uh, go on this trip after meeting someone who says, "Hey, I can help you. We can. We I can help you get all of this money." She decides to skip all of that yeah. and travel across a little bit of uh, sort of America on her way to a fake Las Vegas to try and pickpocket and con people out of a bunch of money. Um, Mm -hmm. Firstly, this is the most 90s aesthetic game I think I have ever played. Um,
3: It looks like a cartoon Nickelodeon. It's it's Nickelodeon. It's Nickelodeon 90s, right? (laughs) It's, It's kind of a little
0: bit of Doug... It's a little bit of Clarissa explains yes. it all. It's it's mm. got a little bit of the you know the jagged solid say by the bell shapes to it. Um, it is it is Nickelodeon nineties the video and we we're getting we're getting yeah, Nickelodeon yeah. beat 'em up or whatever that is game is is coming out at some point point. Oh, yeah. um, and hopefully it's got all of these horrible swipes and swirly colours as like loading screens and things like that like they don't really exist these mm. days. Um, but yeah, it, it it is it screams '90s. It screams Nickelodeon TV '90s, which is a fun take for this. Um, it it fits very well with the sort of the story. This kind of coming, not even coming of age kind of story. But Ali is a little bit kind of not unconfident, but she definitely grows as a person sort of through this. And you get a nice amount of sort of. Uh, character building in this and and, and sort of exposition into sort of the world and and things like that it it feels very well written aesthetically it's really good Uh, and essentially you're walking around uh, environments uh, standing behind people holding down um, Y in the case of the Xbox pad I was playing on and waiting until your cursor hits a bar so you can pickpocket them and you take various amounts yeah. of money from them. Or you can do other things, right? And this is where the point and click element comes in. So you can discover items, uh, items that might be lying around, items you might have to do a little bit of conversing to get from other characters, and then take them to other characters. And uh, essentially, Ali will do a little bit of dialogue. She tries to sell it to somebody and get a bit more kind of money for it. And to progress to each level, you're looking to get X amount of money to then move into the next, you got you got to pay for your next your train ticket, so you need that amount to do yeah. it. And you can earn more through the level and take that kind of with you on. Um, but it almost feels like a lot of the puzzles and little bits uh, in each of the levels are not kind of not required. Essentially, you know, once you've hit your goal, you could just move straight on to the to the next level so you you work your way through a mall you then jump on a train and i think one of the downsides one of the the biggest criticisms for this game is that when you hit the sort of the fourth environment you've gone from little town into a mall into sort of this side-scrolling train between maybe four or five cars and then suddenly you're in a much bigger environment and you've got kind of objectives that you sort of need to go between. And it takes you a little bit of time to orientate yourself around this sort of space to know kind of where you're going without fumbling about like, oh, have I pickpocketed this person? Oh, what's in this kind of building? What am I sort of looking for? It it, it Sort of it doesn't scale up um, along with its pacing as well as I think it could have done. Um, but that—that's kind of not, maybe not my only criticism, but is the biggest criticism I think that I can pick out essentially with this. And I definitely felt lost when I got up to that. Maybe they wanted that—that that, you know, I'm a, I'm playing as a seventeen-year-old girl who's only ever really lived in her kind of hometown, and you can read into this as much as you want. But didn't signpost things enough as a game to not make me okay. feel lost within this. Space that I was sort of playing through yeah. without still making me feel that, but giving me enough to be able to progress through reasonably. Um, it also absolutely just throws the morals out of the window, and you don't question anything, right? It's yeah. like, hey, let's start okay. pickpocketing people and getting money. It's like, well, surely we should find a way to raise this. It's like, nah. Nah, just just steal it all from everybody and
3: pickpocketing in the nineties was fine. <laughs> well, this is,
0: is this the message? Did everyone just pickpocket in the nineties to be able to buy their I mean, bottle she looks of woodpeckers? Like, uh, I mean,
3: uh, yeah. Ali looks like Alex Mack and I'm <laughs> sure that there were questionable things in that show. I mean, it's
2: it no surprise, worked. Lucy, that you Absolutely. think sure pickpocketing was. was fine in the nineties since you're torrenting stuff, did <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: You don't like you you, you kind of there there's a couple of conversations around it and things, but there's never really and they're all kind of tongue in cheek it's sort of uh, should we do this, yeah, let's do this um and, it, and again, that feels very much like one of these nineties t v shows like it's like Keenan and Kel where Keenan's like, "I've got a grand scheme, and Kel's like, "I'm oh, fucking, no sure, why not let's just let's just crack on and do it um." So it, it it still has that.
3: We called it hijinks. <laughs> crime in the
0: 90s. <laughs> what was it on South Park? Shenanigans. Shenanigans. <laughs> uh, so it it, it definitely. That uh, um, that th- there is absolutely a kind of an underlying element that it could have played through with this as well, but they've chosen to just completely throw mm-hmm. that aside and not even bring up the question or try and answer any of those kind of bigger issues sort of around this and that's fine that's, that's, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that and they've very much sort of you know just, just pulled away from it they have not even really attempted to do it most of it is humour when they have had those kinds of questions to it uh, but it's it's it, 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 I said kind of earlier that it, it's very modern in it's kind of point and click kind of things and it, it's not a game where you're pixel hunting stuff it is just, oh, this person wants this. And there's a shop which does these things. Cool, let me go and investigate. Let me go shoplift. Uh, what left. you need. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> you do shoplift. You shoplift shit as well. What you need will very much be there. And you have to work out how to get that without somebody seeing you. That is it. That hmm. is the kind of point and click kind of element. To it. It's more item collection and exchange than, say, point and click uh, uh, kind of puzzles and things. So... It's very light in that it's more of an adventure game really um, with yeah. with a little bit of kind of like dialogue choice and the main mechanic is just standing behind people and pickpocketing them making sure you hit that bar without getting caught um, and through my playthrough I never got um, caught three times in one run and they're very much at the start if you get caught three times you're done um, And so I don't yeah. know what happens if I get caught three times. I feel like I should go in and play the the first level just to see what happens. But if you do fail on pickpocketing someone or you kind of mess up a set of kind of like dialogue and, and conversational options and, you know, you've got an item that you want to sell to someone, but you fuck that up. If you walk away and you have found in the level a disguise which runs the gambit of masks and hats and glasses it's and Hitman. moustaches. You can just go straight back up to them all in. and engage <laughs> in that dialogue again, or try and pickpocket I them a... again. <laughs> and it's—I
3: did see a screenshot of like Ali just wearing a top hat, and I was like, "This, this game looks all right." <laughs> there was <laughs> just there was one the i I I ran
0: I ran around a, a map just with a little <laughs> raccoon mask on. Just because it looked cool, I didn't even fuck up. I just wanted to put the raccoon mask on. Just ran around with the entire map with the raccoon mask, and it it kicked up like in the, um, in so it it cuts when you're having dialogue between characters. It doesn't stay in the in the in the play screen. It cuts to a screen mm-hmm. which kind of as soon as it cut there, it just instantly made me think of Telltale. And it's kind of one character yes. chatting with these, you know, all of these like jagged shapes or swirly shapes in like two tone colors, kind of pulsing background. And then it would cut to the other, you know, cut to Ali or another character chain. And what I like is that Ali always has the item on during these scenes as well. So it doesn't take you out of that. It's not like, oh, here's just a pre rendered scene. It's like, here is what Ali is currently, in here is what you've equipped her with. And this is the conversation that she is having, so it kind of keeps you in that space still, which I think is a lovely little touch. Um, but it's it's this yeah, it's this weird mix of nineties Nickelodeon uh, point and click Toe Jam and Earl inspired adventure game, uh, which is is really easy. It's very accessible, really easy to play. There's no. A barrier to entry in kind of, you know, uh, difficulty in puzzles or, or kind of knowledge of point and clicks, which is why I feel like it's a much more kind of like modern take on the on the point and click kind of adventure sort of game, which mm. is odd for a game that's very nineties in almost every other way. Um, so I, I I think Lucy you would absolutely love this. Um,
3: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's on my wish list and on Xbox and Steam, and mm. so just like, yeah, I, I'm sold.
0: Good. I was going to bring up who it's made by because um, I don't think I mentioned that. I think it's uh, um, developed by Mighty Yell and is yeah published yes. by Sp- Skybound. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's on Steam. I can't say how much it is because it tells me I can just play it. Oh, no, it doesn't. It's Ten ninety nine. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. Brilliant.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, me being in nineteen ninety six, this seems like uh, right.
0: Yeah. On my own. Absolutely.
3: Playing Quake and Donkey Kong Country <laughs> and pickpocketing people. <laughs> Completely. Great. And
0: people, people <laughs> of of uh, uh, you know, roughly around our age, from kind of like their mid twenties to their uh, sort of like mid forties. Will very much vibe with this aesthetic you know it will be very very familiar to you as soon as you kind of see it um and I think that works very very well and 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 does so in the way that it plays as well that it isn't evoking those nineties games you know it's not asking you to do all of mm-hmm. the point and click stuff uh, um of sort of the LucasArts games and things, you know, you're not pixel hunting around a lot of stuff you can miss and it doesn't matter whether you miss it or not. You don't have to check every single thing. Or you know, although I tried to do kind of a lot of stuff yeah. and realised there was a few mistakes that I'd made to not maybe maximize the amount of money I was getting at the end of each level, but I was still getting enough to progress through to the next uh, to the next kind of area so it's yeah it's it's just a fun game and again it's probably only four or five hours long something like that um steam Perfect. says i oh, oh yeah i played 4.9 hours i hate how steam does this 4.9 hours what's it's that four hours weird, 54 yeah. minutes or something like that <laughs> um,
3: i'm considering buying on xbox very yeah me. I have money in my account, but hmm. I was hoping that would go to a new Xbox, which I <laughs> managed to get a... I managed to find one, mm-hmm. managed to get an Xbox that's, that'll be arriving in a couple of months. Ooh. So... Yeah.
0: the I, I assume the Series X. Yes.
3: Yeah. Just so that I can play for like <laughs>
0: It'll be my flight simulator box. <laughs> Wait, hang on. You've you've already played flight simulator on your PC.
3: I have, but not enough. Not enough. Plus, it 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 it, it that game's big, mm-hmm. and it's big, and it runs. I've got a pretty powerful PC, but <laughs> plus, it's just like I I I. It, I'd have to worry about space on my PC, mm-hmm. like, because, I mean, downloading it to the C drive was that just. That a mistake. That. I, I queued it up yeah. overnight, and it was like, okay, this will take eleven hours, and it did. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, uh, it's just like, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, I'd write Xbox. It'll be there, just you know, access it whenever nice. I want.
2: Nice.
3: Even though it will probably be on. The storage is weird on those new consoles, Mm. isn't it? So Flight Simulator is the only game I'm going to be able to play. That's fair. Because it'll take up the whole hardware.
0: It's the only only game that you can play on an Xbox these days, isn't it? There's no other games to be able to play, so it's, you know, absolutely. (laughs) That is Um, very true.
3: Like, I mean, you'd have to put, like, PlayStation, you can't even upgrade (laughs) your games. (laughs) It's like, ah, I want to play it on my Xbox Series X if it was Sony. I can't do that,
0: sorry. Give us ten quid.
3: You can't. Do it. You can't even. No, you can't even. You see the horizon thing. You can't even pay. Have,
0: have you seen that? Uh, 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 did you? Uh, did you see that? The, the <laughs> there's a seventy dollar version and then an eighty dollar version and the eighty dollar version. Six versions. Not the hmm. basic version. the The second version has photo mode. Don't even get photo mode with the basic fucking
3: Really? Game. Fuck. Fuck PlayStation no. for that.
0: I fucking love that. that that's the most uh, nuts fucking thing. Yep.
3: Really? That's Absolutely. bad. That's really it's bad. Because like, all their games have it and they're all fantastic yeah. them, And it? people
0: fucking love
3: it. And you love that, Ben.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah How am I going
0: to play Horizon without being able to take all these fucking photos?
2: That- <laughs> You've ruined my night <laughs> <name>. that's, <laughs> that's, that's less forgivable than the
1: upgrade.
2: <laughs> <then>. <laughs> Sorry. Adam. The, the podcast is <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That,
0: that's out. Yeah, I mean, it, that is. It, it, it is shocking. It is right. shocking, and I imagine there'll be, hopefully, enough um, haranguing enough pushback. and pushback to for for you know Sony to turn around and be like, ah, yeah, that's that's shitty. Like, it's... yeah, give, charge ten more pounds and give six outfits for Aloy to wear, which I don't give a shit about. That's fine. Don't block off features. Which are yeah, not I. You know, it turns okay. a little...
3: There's no reason why that couldn't be implemented at the same ease on Absolutely. the PlayStation 4 version. There's no reason. I guarantee Maybe it's... it's not even in at
2: once. Maybe it's because it... it usually isn't. They usually patch it in after. Mm.
3: Mm. Yeah, just just patch it. It's not like the game's gonna look terrible. It's like we don't want people taking pictures on the PS4. You know, because it's like, you can still do that anyway with the share button. <laughs> so it's not to... it, that. That's That's yeah. really... The, the game that we're going
2: to talk about in a moment very much shows the limitations mm, of the share button yeah. on PS4, because you're limited to Oh, I hate limit... that
3: thing. I always pressed it when <laughs> I was pressing stuff. <laughs> I, I, like, I like the functionality of the it, button,
2: yeah. but the, the limitations of the actual capture keeps you at 720p. Yes. Mm. And... Well, one that's terrible, anyway. And two, when you mm. you when you're looking and setting up shots of of it, and then you see it after you've posted them, and you go, <laughs> "You're oh, supposed oh to God. be ad." That, Who's this is the easiest way to advertise the game, and you're limits. limiting the resolution I can show. It at. Like, at least let me show it as I see it on my fucking TV, please. Yes, because yes. it's so fucking yeah, nice. You'd
3: imagine. Yeah. 1080p, yeah. um, you know, well, and, but again, and then PS5 maybe video, be 4K, yeah, a bit lower exactly. <laughs> I think, uh,
0: I think pro, like a PS4 Pro is not capped at 720p. Oh, right? is it not? That is capturing it higher, yeah. Um, I'm so an an I'm gonna an an launch one, yes, so uh, yeah, like as a, as, some, as, some as am I, as am I. So, every every shot again that I set up, um, and and we, we're going to talk about Ghost of Tsushima and we've i think we've already said that that is the one of the most beautiful games uh, yeah. not just on playstation but in existence and you mm. do just want to constantly take photos in that game and it's you know sony have gone uh, the, the, you know these six games these 10 15 games whatever have photo mode in that's generated 20 million, 50 million uh, you know, screenshots or whatever from it. Hey, let's monetize this shit. You're like, nah. Nah, that ain't it. That ain't yeah. it. All I want to do is just press F F eleven and just yeah. take that fucking. You you monetize that it by
2: letting people do that it, easily so that people <laughs> go, monetized. Oh, that late like, game looks cool, I'm gonna buy it. That's how yes, you monetize exactly.
0: fucking photo modes. That's what they're exactly. And there's such a big community now on Twitter and Instagram and things uh, uh, that uh, have all built up around photo mode. And a lot of the times they've come through from Horizon, uh, Days Gone, you know, various games, various Sony games which first implemented these photo modes and having some kind of, uh, you know, uh, changeable, editable mode within the game. Which then pushed people to play with it more and more and more, and then set up these communities and this kind of thing. So to then gate it, it is just fucking skeevy.
3: Yeah, um, it's. I've been listening to uh, Jeff Grubbs' Ooh. podcasts and stuff recently, and he's been saying like PlayStation just they don't want to catch on with, like, the like the 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 Game Pass train or the smart delivery train or something. And he said it's because like people want them to be different from the competing platform. And I just think it's... How sad do you have to be where you want the other... Your favoured platform to be doing things that are... I don't want to throw around anti-consumer but it is anti-consumer. And a bit skeevy, and a you know a bit like you know pay us more for these prestige titles and stuff like that. How much how sad are you that you want your you to be detrimented by the fact that's PlayStation are mm-hmm. doing this just to differentiate themselves from like Microsoft and Nintendo. It's like it's Absolutely. sad. Yeah. But he, but he's been hammering home. It's like the PlayStation fans. I'm not talking about you know people who just enjoy playing on that. Console more until We met like the, the people who would literally die for Sony. The the weirdos out there. It's like, that they will not hold you know Sony's feet to the fire because they just you know want it to be different. And I'm just thinking. And then this news came out, and it was like he was absolutely I mean, right because I saw people defending oh, this and I'm just like the, the yeah. irony of
2: that as well is, is <laughs> they want it to be different from Microsoft and Nintendo, and the irony of that is is I see them copying Nintendo in a lot of ways. They're they're yeah. following the trajectory yeah. of Nintendo, and that they're not competing with their rival <laughs> anymore. They're trying to cultivate mm. themselves as we are. PlayStation, you come to us to play PlayStation games that you don't get elsewhere. And that's uh, a... Yeah. Nintendo have Mario and blah 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 and mm-hmm. Sony are saying, well, we have Sucker Punch and you know, we have these yeah, developers it's, it's that absurd. you love these games. This is what you come to us for. This is our way of doing that." And I, ironically, I see them travelling down that same path of, well, we don't really need to follow what Microsoft are doing because we're, yeah. we're not like them they, no, they're just, they're like just regular yeah, uh, sure company and we are special and that'll either work because they'll keep making good games even though the business side of it is getting more and more frustrating compared to how the ps4 generation started or it'll yeah. end in catastrophe <laughs> and sony have flirted with catastrophe plenty of times in recent memory as a that, as a company as a whole true. PlayStation, PS4 saved that fucking company in a lot of ways because it was the only part of them that made shitloads of money. Mm. Um, So it's annoying to see that 4 culture sink back in.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was PS4 and imaging sensors, I think, was the only thing that made (laughs) Sony money. Ever Over Gene the last says, like four fucking... years, yeah, it's, it's something ridiculous that they, which yeah, yeah. they made, and everyone else has gone. Oh, we we'll just use Sony's ones. We don't need to bother making these anymore. We'll just <laughs> buy them all off Sony. So, um, but again, yeah. it's it's Sony's in this weird place, right? That they've just changed Japan Studio to now be, I think, just called a Sobo Studio, uh, which um, mm-hmm. which made the um. That it was the fucking game. robot game called Astro's, Astro's okay. Playroom. Oh, and, mm-hmm. and then the one that was built in with the PS5 and that, and they, they seem to have very much focused on that. But then there was news again today, mm-hmm. uh, or rumors at least, that they are starting up a new studio in Japan mm-hmm. and have been poached. I know there's been a lot of chat about uh, NetEase Picking up people and 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 developers and stuff, so yeah, you they, know, they poached. Going the, from, is it
2: the Yakuza guy from? Yes,
0: Sega? yes, they poached him and, yeah, and yeah. a couple of other people, but then there's there's this stuff that this this place, this new PlayStation Studio, which is very much Japan based, has been bringing in people from um you know ex uh, Konami people because loads of people were laid off when Konami kind of restructured. Um, well, Capcom E Football uh, the company. <laughs> Yes, it's just eFootball. eFootball Pachinko Company. Um, what a stupid... Man, game. i tell you what's weird on a completely different tangent. And I think I've talked about this before on here. But going into an arcade on a Haven Holiday Park. You know, a big caravan <laughs> site. Yeah. And the arcade is basically a... Um, oh, shit. Who is it? Is it Bandai Namco?
3: Capcom, like every there.
0: machine is Bandai Namco. Everything, oh, So yeah, really? like all of it and stuff. It's all Pac-Man. It's all Pac-Man. Yes. Uh, they've bought licenses, I imagine, for various different arcade campuses. There's Like a Halo cabinet. There's a Jurassic Park shooter kind of cabinet and stuff. But everything is branded with with Pac-Man yeah. and Bandai Namco and, and stuff like this. And you just think this is the you know if. You, konami are in this space this is konami just not here but over in japan like you probably yeah. walk into an arcade in japan it's yeah. just everything is konami yeah and that is konami. the space they've got to so you can see why perhaps playstation would go we can basically just open up a new studio on anyone that was konami working on console games they could just all come to us now thank you very much and there may be other people that we can kind of pick and, and, and you yeah. know, tempt away from their current employees. And I think there was, yeah, again, Capcom, Square Enix, you know, a couple of other people that they've tried to sort of bring in. And there was some comments from Jim Ryan who said, I think it was Jim Ryan, um, who, you know, reiterated very much like, oh, no, uh, no, no, it was it was Herman Hulst in, in an interview that Herman Hulst had just done he very much said no we 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 are very much intact to our japanese roots um we 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 really want to kind of build on that and obviously we've got polyphony and then sōbo now as well but having another big aaa level first party kind of japanese based developer to make games for that audience and 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 sort of the wider world and things very yeah. much kind of makes mm. sense for them yeah, and it's he's, good. And he's yeah. good but how many of them are going to come out at 50 quid and then have a 60 pound game with a fucking photo mode on it
2: well none <laughs> of them are going to be 50 quid because that's cheap these <laughs> days oh, no, that's true no that's absolutely true how many are going to be 70, <laughs> be 70 quid 70, and then yeah. come up with 80 quid at the
0: fucking photo mode fuck <sighs> you because
3: because it- in the UK, it is yeah. 70 quid, isn't Thank it? Thank you,
0: Brexit. I don't know. I don't know. No one knows because no one could get a fucking PS5. No one, no one knows how much these games well, are. I
3: don't want one, yeah. so keep it. Keep it, Sony. I'm not paying quid. <laughs> oh. Flipping horizon. Exactly. The brilliant.
0: Or take talking, a picture. Talking Sony, brilliant. Talking of Sony, talking of PlayStation, <laughs> um, <laughs> why don't we talk about the icky island? Uh, expansion, or, not even that, the Director's Cut edition of Ghost of Tsushima. Uh,
3: Before we jump in, uh, you remember when uh, James Stephanie Sterling, it was her, when she said, oh, this is going to be the new theme, isn't it? Where it's no longer oh, just DLC or something. It's like, buy the game Uh, again, we're going to call it Director's Cut. And she was absolutely right. Uh, Because... How many of them have director's cut now? Or is it just Death Stranding and.? Um, so,
0: so far, Lucy. So, so far. far. I, you know, the rumoured.
3: By the Uncharted yes, exactly. Lost the Legacy. Rumored, the last of us. Um,
0: you know, the first game remake <laughs> will probably just be called The Last of Us Director's Cut. But it'll be a completely different game. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. He yeah. plays the mushroom people <laughs> in the director's
1: content.
0: <laughs> um anyway, being a samurai. That's fun, isn't it?
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, we can it's very it's very easy to bash Sony in a business point of view because their messaging is fucked, but oh, well their PR department <laughs> of uh, I don't know, gone on strike or something because it's terrible, but the one thing that they're good at is actually developing <laughs> games. So um thank fuck for, for that otherwise this would be a terrible podcast for them <laughs> but yeah no it's very good it's very very good mm,
0: it is very good uh, and it, it's not <sighs> i think this is the problem and, and part of the issue with you know uh, uh branding it kind of like a director's cut And they've, they've included other features and, and things like that in it um and actually as a PS4 user i was able just to buy the um kind of like the upgrade yeah. to that version mm. it was like so quid got or something like that yes it just, yeah, it was just to get the expansion quid. pretty much so mm. I, yeah yeah so i got the the extra island kind of thing and it is just more ghost of tsushima yeah if you like that game right. and you finished it and you want more then absolutely Jump into this,
2: yeah. I was gonna say before we talk about like details about it, um, Mm -hmm. as much as I think it unlocks after you get to like the second act, if you're playing the game for the very first time, however, I would suggest that you finish the normal game first and then play the Ike Island expansion because of the enemy types that you encounter. Mm Um, yeah, I got my Ass handed to me a few times when I first picked it back up because it's been a while <laughs> since I really played any yeah. length of it because uh, it came out what a year ago, the original game, yeah, and, or maybe even more than a year yeah. ago now. Um, uh, yeah, so some of the enemy types are uh, they are end game, like difficult level throwing new challenges at you that you don't face in the, the regular game, uh, that you'll do better encountering them when you've. Completed that the the story on Tsushima and then move on to the mm. stuff in Iki Island. Yeah, that, that, that is definitely the the better way to play them, I would think, as opposed to yeah. getting to it when it unlocks and becomes available to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just as a, oh, you note know, for anyone that's not played it, <laughs> or hasn't gotten to it yet. You know, that that is the way I would recommend doing it. Because yeah. they you are a pain in the ass. <laughs> some of them. <laughs>
0: well I was I, I was quite lucky in that I when I loaded the game back up I was right at the top of the map yeah and the the, the, the mission is uh, on that second island it's, it's yeah. you know it's quite far down and I didn't fast travel I made my way through yeah to go down there so I kind of refamiliarized myself with the controls and actually it, it, it's quite an intuitive control scheme. Yeah. In terms of how you can switch between stances, the different items that you've got at your disposal, you know, it's a game you have to hold a button and, and press a direction to change items. And, you know, it, that happens in kind of every game, but everything is very well. Um, the the UI works very well to show you exactly what everything is and know what everything yeah. is to so then come str- and it slows the time down as well. So when you're picking those kinds of things. Um, it, it can be very easy, and then you can just go back straight into combat, and it and it can feel very fluid. And I think that's absolute what they were trying to go for with this game. Everything feels very very fluid, yeah. and that that it, that you know goes straight over to to Icky Island as well. And whilst it doesn't really um, add any um, sort of new combat features, it does throw in um, charging on your horse, so yeah, you can absolutely just charge towards enemies smash a couple of them over and then jump out of your saddle and slice someone with a guitar and then go straight into combat with maybe the last couple of people who haven't run away um, from that encounter um, and it does, it. like the combat in that game is, is beautiful it, it it just you constantly want to be fighting people even though Fighting people is only like twenty percent of what you actually do in that game.
2: Yeah, it is very, very refined in the way that mm. because again, because Jin is a well-trained, that's his life. He is a samurai. That is that is what his life is. He was trained most of his life, or to use a sword and to fight in battles, and has done on previous occasions. All throughout his life before the mayhem with the Mongols took over. Um, so, yeah, it does feel very refined. The combat feels very deadly, which I like, because katanas are supposed to be deadly. Mm-hmm. And you're right, it doesn't give you an awful lot of new things to do, but they keep the challenge fresh by introducing the new enemies that are kind of prefaced yes. all this with, which yep. is some of them switch weapons on you, mm. and that means you have to change stances mid-fight, to deal with them so you're not just changing stance to deal with okay so there's two guys with swords then a shield guy and then the bow person over there there's you've ha- you'll have a few enemies that you start encountering that'll be like they'll be standing there with a the shield out and they're... then you'll kind of line up to use your you know like charge attack on uh, triangle button and he'll just switch weapon <laughs> and then he'll pull out his spear and you're like oh damn this isn't I need to change stance now and readjust and and that, that sort of thing. And it keeps the, the encounters very fresh because it, the, that kind of progression in the enemies was quite clear in the the regular game beforehand as well mm-hmm. and that you felt like they were reacting to how you've developed your tactics. So they started wearing helmets because you kept bowing them in the head. you know and and that sort of thing and they start developing kind of countermeasures to try and deal with what you throw at them to to throw you off and that's what this feels like it feels like they've realized it's obviously it's a different group of uh, mongols anyway but they've gotten a kind of sense of right these samurai people know what they're doing so we'll um, we'll mix things up and try and keep them guessing as to what we're going to do and make it life difficult for you and it works really well as a challenge because it's taking you spent all that time playing this game and learning all these uh, techniques and moves and gaining all your ghost items and your smoke bombs and whatever else now you need to use them because you're gonna need them <laughs> yeah, yeah straight up absolutely. just katana fighting everyone isn't as easy as it was before uh, completely anyway.
0: it has absolutely opened it up to make you feel like you need to use all of your arsenal in, in an encounter, I know when we talked about it before, uh, Adam, that, that it, it has that feel that if you're in a four-on-one situation, that actually you're pretty fucked, uh, because they 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 kind of they they circle you, um, and you know the the way the camera moves as well, you've got to pull everything round, yeah. so it doesn't just fix on your back, so you could suddenly be turning and have this. Enemy that you're facing that's now off camera, so you've got to pull the camera around with you as well. When actually you're concentrating maybe on the guy that's behind you or something, and there's 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 you know lots of ways that it feels like the AI has improved and technologically has kind of improved as well uh, within this. You know, with enemies being able to be like here's enemy one and here's enemy two, and actually now we have one enemy which does both of these things um, and will then come at you. If they feel that they're on the back foot and they will change what they're kind of doing, they've taken a couple of hits, so they will change their weapon type. Um, and it, it, it it's always kind of, always felt reactive, but even more so now, uh, which again feels like a, you know, one of the benefits of PlayStation, right? And then having all of these studios which exchange information and technology and these kinds of things, that, that games will only, games will always be kind of the the pinnacle of what they can be kind of technologically because someone goes i really want to do this can we can we do it and someone says well we could we could write it or these guys have done this let's take that and adjust what they've done to then yeah. fit what we needed to do and refine that and it, it seems like a really good way of of kind of like collaborative work between studios that, that suddenly you've gone and that that is definitely something that i picked up on that this guy with a sword and a shield Suddenly, put his shield away and brought out another sword. I'm like, "Oh shit, fuck!" Uh, yeah, change stance quick, uh, and already he was coming at me with two swords and just knocked me back. I'm like, "Fucking hell!" Okay, uh, yeah. you know, reset myself now. Understand that this is something else that they can kind of do, and it does present that extra challenge, um, which is which is good in a game which again doesn't introduce anything kind of new in terms of the abilities that the character kind of has
2: yeah the, the combat and deck allen expansion sort of mirrors the the sort of trajectory of the game design from the original in that sense that you know like the open world design doesn't really do anything particularly new as mm-hmm. building on that kind of Ubisoft kind of popularized style and they've very well fit everything in thematically to what you're doing so it feels very natural and they've not overdone it or anything they're taking mm. that and use the kind of most refined version of it in a similar way to Insomniac expire man did and the combat here feels like we're getting that same sort of the the baseline is the combat you've already experienced they're not adding anything to that but by making the enemies the ai feel like it is actually intelligent it has that adaptability built into it because they can switch weapons it's giving you that extra challenge that you couldn't have had before and that's where Mm -hmm. you can take away some things about like the open world design not being particularly innovative innovative but that you know, the way they use, like, the guiding wind and stuff like that, they made it feel very fresh and like a step forward in how to move a player through an open world. Even if Mm -hmm. the activities themselves haven't taken that step, there is still that step forward within the design somewhere. And this feels the same way, where by making the enemies so much more adaptable to what your strengths are and what you can do, they've taken that step forward again without having to go well, here's four new stances that you have to learn to mm-hmm. and incorporate and kind of overwhelming you with too many things for you to try and juggle. Because, like, you've got the four stances, so you use, what is it, is it, L1 or L2 to switch and then the face buttons. Mm-hmm. So four is the right amount. <laughs> yeah. And it's the same with, like, uh, your, your different, uh, like, ghost weapons and then, like, the bow. You've got the the short bow the long bow the blow dart and like just throwing stuff yeah uh, you know you each of the kind of elements tends to have those kind of four options and that fits very well with everything and giving you more than that would make it a little bit too unwieldy like cuz how do you get around that do you limit the player to four and tell you go into the menu and unequip something and reequip yes. this yeah and plan that way which is maybe a more of a kind of like Witcher style you're supposed to prepare for battling this kind of monster and you want to adapt and do these things and do that thing or do you just give you access to all of them by having an extra button input or something and mm-hmm. giving you too many things to try and juggle all at once by get, saying that you have to use them you know that that becomes very tricky and i think they're they're quite smart and that they've gone about that in that they've not done that, they haven't added any extra stuff that wouldn't really fit in the combat in that way. They have just gave you, well here's some much more adaptable enemies, so the stuff you do have, you're going to need to use it because they're going to try and overwhelm you, they're going to switch up weapons on you, they're going to team up and try and trick you and draw you out into getting surrounded and stuff like that, they're trying to do all those things so you're going to have to use your smoke bombs Sticky bomb people, or try and thin them out more. Because a lot of people, I think me especially, I tended to walk straight into like the checkpoints and stuff like that and stand off against them, which is the kind of like face to face duel where you just kind of stand yes. and then you go when when the time's right. And I used the 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 clan Sakai armor, which means you can take out five mm-hmm. doing that at a time, yeah. and that made some of the encounters very easy, <laughs> assuming. <laughs> you got that first bit right and that was kind of the risk reward because if you get that wrong you end up with like this much health and uh, you know really on the back foot or you're really dominating kind of the encounter and i played them that way and i found with this that i really had to think about like checking what enemies were about and going right those ones are right pain i'm gonna kill him before i mm-hmm. will i expose myself and fight the rest or oh look a shaman <laughs> yeah yeah they, exactly cuz there are ass exactly the as well, well. Yeah. so <laughs> yeah and i really like that that element to the design you know that's that's a very smart way of doing it of course it's, it's an expansion and not a sequel so yes. That probably plays a factor in that decision making as well but this feels like definitely the right way to have done it in this, in Agreed. this case, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: there's there's a little bit of an issue I think around uh, Jin as a as a character and the way that he's portrayed in the main game versus his kind of uh, um, his arc through the expansion and um, all of the kind of regret he has around things and how he's made to feel uh, kind of as he travels around and things like that. Yeah. I, I think there's a little bit of an issue. In in that that hasn't kind of been addressed, that he's very much still a oh uh, all about honor, even though he has eschewed kind of that life yeah. and and stuff in the in the main sort of campaign and things. So there's 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 a little bit of an issue around about the writing, I think with with this. But I, I haven't quite finished it yet. There's, I've, I've still got I think at least one mission, um, to uh, to go. So uh, I, I don't know whether that kind of concludes itself in a, in a reasonable sort of way. I know you have finished it, haven't you? Um, yeah. At, at least the yeah. story.
2: Yeah. yeah. uh No. I've done everything that's available oh, okay. on it. And nice. This is a. If you just mainline the the quests, it's not really that long in that way. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's only an expansion. It's you know it's your five to six mm-hmm. seven hours kind of of kind of story stuff and yeah. I was about, yeah yeah and i was probably about 15 hours in total just milling about and finishing everything like yeah and in, in addition to all that because i did all the the side quests and yeah it's a beautiful game so i i enjoyed wandering around it, collecting all of the crap mm. that there is to collect even yes. if i didn't need it <laughs> um, yeah well, we'll get back to that a wee bit more but you're right there is a wee bit of a disconnect that I think there's a good, there would be a good way of writing around it that they don't quite capture in what you experience in the game as you're saying. There's that kind of juxtaposition between their main game stories about how he goes from the samurai that gets defeated in Komoda Beach to becoming the ghost of Tsushima and defeating the Mongols and how that journey plays out and how that influences his relationship with various characters and particularly his uncle is kind of who is essentially kind of his adopted father after his father died Mm -hmm. and his father dies on iki island and so a lot of the expansion deals with you know the, the consequences of that the fact that that as far as the islanders are concerned a samurai showing up to help them defeat the mongols is worse than just the mongols being there yeah <laughs> like that's kind of their approach because uh jen's father's campaign on iki island is um not looked upon so favorably funnily enough by the people who lived through it and so they're not keen on samurai at all and i think there would there is an opportunity for them to address that a little better and that they could have made more of jen kind of taking back up the mantle of being a samurai on that island specifically mm. because mm-hmm. these people keep saying, oh, you're a samurai? Well, fuck you, get lost, we don't want your help. It's sort of, it's <laughs> a, oh, thank you for killing that, oh, samurai, get fucked, you cunt. <laughs> it's sort of, you know, that's, that's how some of the interactions kind of go. And you sort of think, um, I think they could have made a little bit more of that stepping stone of, not that he's abandoning being the ghost anymore, he's still using all those tactics, he's still taking all of that, those lessons with him into this and that's and one of the reasons why I think playing the game to the end is better because you get all of that and he has this, at the end of that obviously he faces up to the fact that he's abandoning the way his adopted father's uncle's kind of way of viewing the world of being a samurai. And he's branching off from that, and there's consequence to that, and there's a in the, in that story, and then in Eki Island, he's kind of facing up to the consequences of the legacy of his father and his view of what a samurai is and what they should mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. And he's now coming back. What is it like? Fifteen years later or something? I can't remember the exact.
0: It, you yeah, know, it's about it, fifteen it, or twenty years after yeah. after his father has died on the island. Yeah.
2: yeah. And so he's dealing with. The consequence, the very real and literal consequences for mm-hmm. the islanders of that campaign, and his own emotional stakes and people bad mouthing his father, and the fact that he was there for, it, and how it ends with his father's death, and all those things, and how all that comes about, and that plays into you know the the how the Mongols are trying to manipulate him, or the through the eagle tribe and I'm um, trying to deal with that and they don't they don't step into that quite mm-hmm. very it, it, in a very it seem it's not a very seamless transition but yes, i think yeah. partly that's because it's supposed to be in act 2 and not at the end exactly but um, and i think that's that's
0: part of the issue a lot of it, coming out a year later yeah so it, many people will have finished this that go back to doing that i i imagine the uptake of people who have already played the game and then want to play the DLC is much more than people coming to the game new and playing yeah. it all the way through and then experiencing it through Act so, so I think it is a bit of a misstep that this is an Act Two thing rather than it being a end-of-game kind of experience. You know, you know, you've yeah. done all of this, now you can go and do this kind of thing. And that could have been written in a very different way. It is absolutely written when Jin is still yeah. A little bit unsure of where he stands yeah. in his kind of moral, uh, you know, and that 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 kind of line between samurai and uh, essentially like ninja. Um, yeah. The, the, so, ghost. <laughs> yes, the. the ghost. Yes, the ghost. <laughs> um. So yeah, there's, there's definitely some problems around kind of the writing, but then there's also some excellent writing as well. Yeah. In that it, it absolutely brings up issues around the conflict. Uh, uh, That that happened on the island X amount of years ago and how people have lived since then and and how they've been affected by that original uh, uh, incursion by uh, by Jin's father and the samurai coming to the island to essentially uh, bring law and order to an island which yeah. was full of raiders who were kind of harrying the shores of Tsushima uh, um, it, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's Tsushima
2: it, in it, the wider Japan I think is Yes, kind of the again there,
0: that it's, there's, there's definitely yeah. some big moral questions kind yeah. of around that and it does absolutely edge into it but it still again is another thing that it kind of skirts around and doesn't quite jump into and again i haven't finished the whole thing so i don't know how deep it gets into resolutions to those kinds of things and it being you know you're not going to get that from Jin because it's an act two kind of part or at least i i I feel that that's the way it's going versus the people that live on the island who have already resolved themselves and have closure on this because it's it's done it's happened
2: i i think in terms of i think the, the problems with the writing are more that contextual layer i think what they mm-hmm. actually do within the missions and how things play out like within the expansion itself is written very well and it and it mm-hmm. does come to quite a satisfying end without not going su- su- <laughs> to say anything about what that is so that i don't spoil it for you ben but i think it does come together very well and i think the, the problems with the writing are that kind of that initial oh we're we're not quite this isn't quite the gin that I remember finishing the game yes. with sort of yep. um, and I think they could have done a little bit more to yeah ste- contextualise that properly and just step step that in and as kind of initial encounters on the island to make it much more of a he you you know like it almost feels like they didn't do quite enough of making it seem like the Islanders pushed Gen back into the box mm. by labelling mm-hmm. him "you're a samurai, we don't like you," and he's like, but "I'm not quite an island. No, we're not having any of your crap. <laughs> like you're a samurai, get lost, sort of thing." And they don't. I don't think they do quite enough of pushing him into that box properly, sure. but what they do with the story regardless of that is still very, very good and it's, yes. it's a very interesting story. And I recommend, you know, doing all of the extra side stuff and things because a lot of that stuff is very interesting as well. Mm, and some mm-hmm. of that ties into the kind of main plot. Um, But yeah, I think it, it does come together quite well. I'm glad I played it because it's very, it is a very good addition. Yes. Like in terms of the narrative and, and all, of, and it's just a good experience playing it. But, but yeah, there is that kind of that that issue of the contextualization initially and stepping into Jin on Iki Island uh, as a role because of, as you say, it's a year plus on
0: since that came out. Yeah, uh, it's it as a wee bit of time. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 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 A big chunk of time. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, so let's let's finish there for this week. We've covered a lot of games. Uh, we've had a reasonable amount of varied drinks as well. Uh, mm. Just to finish out uh, the episode, <laughs> uh, Adam, out of the uh, from the whiskey that you had or the the Iron Brew Nine Hundred One, uh, d- do you have a preference to very different drinks to to, to throw kind of that question up for? Um, or or, or even if you don't have a preference would you you know are either of them something you're going to return to
2: Uh, oh i'll definitely return to both of them um Mm. the the iron brew the uh, old and unimproved iron brew is uh, a firm favorite regardless and you know two pound a bottle is um much more accessible than my very nice whiskey that it was not an expensive whiskey, like like ridiculously so, but of course mm-hmm. naturally, being alcoholic, it is not as cheap <laughs> as the soft drink. Um, <laughs> oh, but both are very nice. I think I'll give it to the whiskey just on the fact that it is a novel experience. The, the Aberfelding uh, 12 yeah. years. Uh, nice. that I realise as I'm doing that now that it's backwards on the camera. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's very, very nice. It was very enjoyable. Good. Um, very much a a, a more novel experience. As I said, I'm not, I don't usually drink things, neat and mm-hmm. I think I definitely had a little bit of pushback on the the alcohol burn, as opposed to the, the taste or the flavour. Mm. I felt like it was a very nice thing to drink, and then I go, oh,
1: the burn, <laughs>
2: the burn. But uh, I mean, it was very <laughs> nice to sip on. Good. i very much enjoying it. Yeah. I do recommend it just on that alone. If you haven't mm. tried the whiskey before, that is. It certainly one to try because it's not too outlandish or crazy no. good,
0: good, nice. okay uh, I think for me it's a very uh, uh, easy pick actually that it's going to be the Pilsner um, uh, it, it just clean crisp, lovely flavours very well made uh-huh. um, easy, easy beer that could be picked up You know, for an afternoon session, for an evening session for the start of a session before you move on to other things as well just really, really well made. I think the Quantock Brewery Dipper is a nice beer um, and has those nice uh, sort of sweet notes and then models into those more earthy veg- kind of tones. But very much feels like, you know, pretty standard kind of dipper at the moment that lots of people are trying. And it doesn't do anything mm-hmm. sort of different or new. Or anything, but I appreciate that maybe Quantock Brewery is a brewery that does a little bit more traditional beer, and this is something that they are pushing into as well, into more kind of modern uh, um, takes on various styles and things. Uh, But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the Pilsner from uh, Verdant and Utopian this week, which from their flavor text you can only get down in Devon and Cornwall, so fuck everyone else I guess can't ever have this beer and, I suppose buy it directly from either of those breweries I guess perhaps or your random local Devon farm shop yes because we sure. all have those outside exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um,
3: this is why you'll never be a separate country ah, 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 ah.
0: the principality of Cornwall <laughs> thinks differently uh, Lucy uh, you you haven't had any drinks this week. Do you have any final kind of comments or thoughts that you'd like to share with everyone before we leave?
3: I, yeah, I can't believe we talked about uh, flight simulator when oh, Adam oh, actually yes. played real life it's flight simulator. Oh yeah, that, that's true. The,
2: so Ben, you delayed the podcast on Tuesday because you were tired. Yep. <laughs> and then I delayed the podcast uh, yesterday because I went. And had a flight because my friend Dale is training to become a pilot. He has his uh, his private pilot's license and stuff, and he was able to take me up, and we went for a wee jaunt around uh, a a quote unquote local flight past two mountains and you know <laughs> around a good chunk of the country. Uh, qualifies as local in flight terms, but not uh, not local by normal normal standards. But it was very enjoyable, and I had some very nice pictures which you see on uh, my Instagram. Yeah. 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 Very nice. It was very enjoyable. i look forward to do it
0: again. <laughs> amazing. that is that is fucking mm. amazing. Scotland's a yeah, beautiful is. country. It I need is. to There's...
3: go back and
0: we will do, we'll do a beer tour
2: because, or a yeah. so, disti- yeah. Yeah. distillery That'd tour me. Starting yes. in a particular oh. a, a, an Aberfeldy perhaps. <laughs> I mean that
0: sounds like a good weekend, right? We'll, we'll come up we'll, 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 we'll hook up with Andy up at Vol City. And we'll do a little bit of a beer tour for one night and then the next <laughs> night we'll just do a little bit of a distillery tour and do the, yeah. do the whiskey bars. Uh, and we'll then the, the third, the third night golf. you'll uh, uh, not remember
2: anything because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you'll have had a time of it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, go to, we'll go to Trump's golf course uh, and everything
0: will be exploded and on fire <laughs> so much that it will be yes. uh, golf golf club wasteland. <laughs> um, we we'll just, we'll just yeah. play it in real life. Yeah. Uh, good. Good. Um,
3: I wonder if the guy having an orange jumpsuit is reminiscent of that <laughs> <orange laughs> face. I, I I don't know. I don't I don't know. know. Oh, I would be remiss uh, to say uh, if I didn't say in Golf Club Wasteland. Every time you just like miss a hole and and it's like just inches away, your character just goes
2: oh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, just, and just sighs. His Body language Is that why so good. you had
2: to restart because you didn't want to and hurt
3: it's...
2: him? <laughs> 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 hurting his soul every time you miss a shot.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it just perfectly encapsulates your mood when you oh, just good. like oh, you could the game should have just yeah. been like you know here you go just <laughs> put it in but yeah good.
0: amazing amazing yes. uh, a nice place to finish then <laughs> this evening thank you everybody for joining us you can get us at Tanked Up uh, Cast on Twitter and everyone, come and join us in the Out of Lives Discord as well let's come and chat to all three of us and Adol as well um,
2: and everyone else in the Discord it's and, not and, just and us. of course <laughs> yes exactly and everyone
0: else and Callum uh, who was in there who, who featured on the episode last week uh, mm. and others and Lauren and other people and other guests that we've had on the the episodes as well who hang out in the Discord come and chat to us about beer and games or hit us on Twitter as I say Tanks Up Cast over there Uh, You can go to outoflives.net to see everything that we do, all of the things that we um, uh, review, um, kind of the videos that we do and everything. Um, You can go to the YouTube page as well to see our lovely faces. Or, if you feel like it, like, rate, review, do those things on the podcast service, whatever it is, or wherever you're watching this to help us out, expand our reach, Get more people into the conversation about beer and games. Uh, I'm at Nova underscore forty seven. Lucy is
3: at GCS And Adam nine. is at
0: at Snap. That's APT Snap. Perfect. Uh, next week we do have some special guests coming on who are making a game. Um, mm-hmm. We have got some uh, people from Orc Digital joining us for a couple of beers and to talk about a game that they are uh, putting out, which is all about beer. So it's a very beery, heavy episode, sort but, of. That's, that's very much a... It's the, the, what we do here, it's beer video, guys. Of those things, yes. yeah, exactly. right in the middle. Exactly, probably. we're right in the middle of that. So yeah. join us over on Twitch on Tuesday night, uh, to hang out, or get us on YouTube or your podcast service of choice where you can listen to every single episode all almost 280 episodes that we have put out but for this week thank you for joining us we've been tanked up, goodbye bye
3: ciao
2: did you say go? go, get lost <laughs> get lost <laughs> listeners, I've had enough of you <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> www.outoflives.net